Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. My name is Chet, I'm your host. Uh, let's see, this week we have an interview with Bronwyn Lorelei. And I wanted to have her on because she has a really unique take on dark art. I think different than anybody, what anybody else is doing that I've seen. And uh, yeah, her stuff is very intense, shocking, interesting. And uh, I think it has a valid perspective and point of view. So um, uh, yeah, and we talked in a Twitter space and she seemed like a really great artist to talk to. So we had a really cool interview. I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, that's coming up. Uh, what's been going on here? Well, <clears throat> I've been continuing my new schedule and it's great. I feel so much better already. Um, yeah, it's so weird to go to bed so early. <laughs> really strange, but I do like getting up at 5.30. I feel like I get a lot more done. Um, I don't feel as stressed because when I used to wake up late, it would just be like I'm constantly behind. But anyway, that's been it, really. I'm just taking care of loose ends. This is the year of taking care of loose ends. I know I've said that in past years. This one for sure. I got some more books out today shipped. Um, Orders have been doing well. Got my tool posters, so I have to organize that. Selling those through my Patreon. Um, what else? Doing some commissions. The usual. Nothing really new. I'm just doing it. Doing all the stuff I need to do. Crossing things off my list. Feels good. Um, let's see. What else is happening? Uh, that's pretty much it. Let's get on with the new subscribers. Although there's not many new subscribers this this week. It's mostly cancellations. I, I was thinking maybe it's because I've been talking about NFTs. And um, <clears throat> I know much people hate NFTs. Uh, but and I was thinking maybe it's because of tax time. Uh, oh, I know what I wanted to say before I read the new subscribers. Well, I'll read them now because there's only two, I think. Otis Chamberlain. Thank you, Otis. And Frau Sacra. Thank you. Um, yes, Frau Sacra is coming on the show at some point. She does really cool work. So does Otis, I think. Otis Chamberlain does cool stuff also. There's a lot of great artists that uh, support this podcast. I really appreciate that, you guys. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, if you want, um, send me a message on, on um, Patreon and let me know if I can read it on the air because I've been getting these really every once in a while, I'll get a really amazing private message on Patreon about how much the podcast means to them. And they're, a, you know, a part of the world that that doesn't, isn't into dark art. So it really is important to them. And um, 
I just thought it'd be cool to read those on the air. So, so I don't want to do it without asking though. So um, if you have sent me a message like that, let me know if I can read it on the air. And if you haven't, and you want to send me a message through the Patreon and then, and say that, that I can read it. And uh, if it's a good, cool message, I'll read it. I thought that could be something fun to do. Um, uh, there's also the uh, Skull Shop promotion. I haven't officially figured it out yet. I haven't had time, but um, I'm going to promote them anyway. Uh, I think his his idea was to to if people join at the five dollar level, then we will uh, once a month pull a name from a hat and then you'll get a free the winner will get a free skull from the skull shop and the skull shop makes the best skulls i have all my skulls are from the skull shop i think i have three and they're amazing so uh i think it's skullshop.com it's s-k-u-l-s-h-o-p-p-e.com i think it's not coming up. Maybe it's the skull shop. Let's see here. No, that's it. S-K-U-L-S-K-U-L-L-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. And uh, yeah, they have great stuff. So um, hopefully we'll be doing this promotion. Maybe I could get that figure. I just have to. Uh, well, he's, he said he's down to do that. So let's just say, yeah, we're going to do that. I got to remember to do it every week though. Um, so if you join at the $5 level on Patreon, you will get entered. We'll say the last, no, we'll say the first show of the following month. We'll do the drawing. I'll give him the names. Maybe he can do it or I could, I don't know. We'll figure it out, but you can get a free skull. And they're great, super realistic. Um, anyway, so yeah, I guess we started the promotion, the sponsorship. I got another possible sponsorship coming up too, but they haven't gotten back to me about the rates. So that's kind of cool though. Um, okay, if you want to join at, at just to support the podcast, you can join for just a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Society. And uh, we've got the Discord server and the Facebook group. And you get to feel good about supporting the podcast. And it's it's cheap. It's very cheap. So um, I guess that's it. Let's just get on with the interview. It, it went a, a little longer than usual, so it's great. It's one of the longer episodes. I always love the longer episodes. Uh, so here we go. My interview with Bronwyn Lorelei. Hope you like it. Hi, Bronwyn. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I was. I almost wrote you to cancel because this street, uh, the, this out across the street there tearing the street up for some reason and it was really loud so if you hear any weird noises i just thought 
I close my window and hope for the best. So I, okay. I think well, it, if, it gets, if, it, if it gets too bad, you know, we can stop. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be fine. I could always, I mean, I could always, it's only going to come through on my microphone so I could always go and edit every two seconds okay. when I'm not speaking, but <laughs> uh, no worries. Uh, so yeah. How's it going? I, you know, I, I thought uh, uh, I already asked you how it's going. Um, <laughs> I, you, okay. Here's how we met. You know this, but for the audience, you were you came on a Twitter Spaces or a Twitter Space, I should say, and um, I thought you were really interesting and had you know a lot to say, and you were uh, articulate, and I was like, oh, she'd be a good. You have crazy dark art that's like dark in a way that most of the dark art isn't dark. You know what I mean? It's it's very not yeah. traditionally what you when you think dark art, it's not like you're you're in it, you know, you don't have all the dark colors and occult symbols. It's more like these kind of bright colors and it's really kind of taking it taking uh, uh what dark art is in a different direction, which I think is really cool. And so anyway, I thought, wow, she'd be a great guest. And I've already heard someone else uh, one of my students on uh, my Patreon students, I mentioned I was interviewing you. I don't know how it came up, but um, she was like, oh, yeah, she's awesome. Like she, <laughs> she, she was on that Twitter space and she heard you. So <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. she approves. Well, yeah. thank you. That's uh, I'm excited. Uh, I don't do these very often. So it's, I think the Twitter spaces have been like a great way for me to chit chat with folks uh, on the Internet. That's a little bit less just groveling on different posts and stuff because right. I really I, I work from home obviously I'm a full-time artist and I'm also like extroverted so it's been kind of a struggle in that way like I sort of miss more interacting oh you're an extroverted artist now that is kind of rare too you know? yeah it is I can turn it on and off but uh. I definitely thrive off of like excitement and hustle and bustle and stuff like I'd be the perfect person to like live in like a one of those sitcom houses where there's just like <laughs> one people but like I, in today's you know standards that turns into a commune which yeah. like I would be cool with yeah, so no. Be <laughs> no communes no communes for me. <laughs> no, me either. Seems like yeah. the seems like it's like everyone has this idea, or a lot of people have this idea of communes being like, oh, it'd be so amazing. And it's like, oh, it seems like it would be a nightmare to me. Just like dealing with other people's bullshit and people not wanting to pull their weight and you know, the whole Yeah, not to mention like there's almost hundreds of years of like failed cults that right? started as like what a sweet <laughs> commune this was, and then it's like someone's you know, a jerk and like really oh problematic God. and everyone's dead yeah <laughs> there's always yeah. one there's always gonna yeah. be one it's just the way reality is set up there's always gonna be one asshole i mean everyone else there's always gonna be one person with who's like power hungry and wants to just like shove their dick where it's not needed and yeah throw it around and it's just like ew now it just tastes like your dick water <laughs> that'd be a so. good, band, good band name dick water dick water yes <laughs> so uh um so let's 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 go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the beginning. What what's your art history? Is it were you were you creating artwork as a child as long back as you could remember, or are you a late bloomer? Because we you know we get different. A lot of a lot of people on the show have you know say they've been drawing as long as they can remember, but but 
there's some that didn't start till like way late in life too. So you never yeah, know. I mean, it's, it's the latter, you know, it's a mixture. Uh, I've been, always been kind of a creative when I was really young. I really liked to make, I would just take a sketchbook or a notebook or something and I would draw kind of like panels in each one and it would kind of tell a story. Mm-hmm. And even then they're really dark. Like it would be about, you know, like abusing women and then like a superhero comes in or some super character and like defeats the bad guy. And I would just draw this out. And I, I don't have any trauma. I mean, trigger warning for anyone listening. I don't have any trauma, but I was fascinated with like, that for some reason I guess it's kind of like a fucked up kid but <laughs> I've always like thought it was intriguing and awful obviously awful and I would write these stories out like kind of defeating evil hmm. for some reason um and I would draw like I kind of got one anime art book from a library when I was also like really young like this is before 10 and sort of was like Uh oh, we're frozen. There you go. Are we back? Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> you froze for a second there. That's all right. Uh, and I, so I was kind of doodling with that, and then I my so like a lot of kids, my brother got better than me at drawing, <laughs> and so I stopped, and I kind of like focused my energies on school, and so uh. then I was really a really good student, and I took all the AP classes and stuff, and it really wasn't until my senior year of high school I got back into drawing and art um okay. I, you know, I embraced it in other ways like I liked theater I was like you know I was a bad I don't know what the word would be but a, a level c theater kid like I always got like bad roles but I still <laughs> was really into it so like I never right. got a lead role or something like that and my kid my teacher always uh casted me as a man like every time weird <laughs> i don't know if she like didn't like me um yeah that's that's like, rough to do to a high school kid yeah i was like okay whatever i mean i was a very intense charismatic teenager and child i was like the type to yell at my teachers because i thought they were dumb or like i didn't think what they were teaching was legitimate or i was like well how do you know the exact date that this happened because did someone like document that right at that moment oh, or God. <laughs> you know I was so that annoying kid that was like I don't trust any of this right right but then at the same time I was taking all the AP classes and uh I was also kind of like a bullshit AP student I was kind of just in it because the people I was friends with were in them I wasn't really that smart huh. but uh, I don't know I, like I said senior year I got back into art and took a theater class I was into art history um, stuff like that and just kind of doodling around and then I got into collaging mm. after high school mm-hmm. uh, I didn't go to college I like tried it I got into film for a while but I don't know I wasn't I'd made like short films and stuff just for fun and then I started collaging and I got really inspired by like old playboys and stuff like using the nudity and I don't know. I guess I've always been kind of like a shock. Like, oh, this is shocking. Right. But, um, I was playing around with that in a lot of like National Geogra- Geographic uh, pictures and the Playboys and making stupid collages. And then I met Nathan, who you actually had on this show. Yeah. Uh, in He's Portland. Great. 
yeah, he's amazing. And when I met him and I actually saw his art, I kind of like, it kind of blew my mind. And he wasn't doing what he's doing now then. He was doing more like figure drawing, but it was just so picturesque and perfect. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I didn't know real art actually existed in real life. Like I was. Oh, wow. I was like, what is this? I was 19 and I was just like, what is this? I've only heard about this. I've never witnessed (laughs) it. Uh, and he had a bunch of cool art friends and he like handed me a sketchbook on our like second date and was like, you should draw with me. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And I was like, yeah, I should. Cause you know, I've been like tinkering with it for so long, but I didn't really hone in on much. And then I honed in and then I got deep into it and it just kind of became what it is. And I think I just took in a lot of all of my inspirations from life and art and, you know, the movies I liked and whatever, uh, nature. And, and yeah, then that, that just kind of led to where we are now and I'll be 27 in May. So I've been doing it pretty much. I kind of like leaped into it full time pretty quick. Cause I didn't mm. really have much a direction. And when I was 19, I was like, well, fuck it. Uh, what else am I doing? I'm not going right. to school. So I might as well focus in on this and have this be, what I'm driven for and it's you know it's the difficult venture but it's gotten me uh quite a few shitty rentals and uh a pretty pretty good life I would say I'm like really really lucky oh excellent yeah so it sounds like you're you're always I know it sounds like you're always in I hate the word creative for some reason that bugs me calling people when they say creatives (laughs) It's like a, a weird thing I have. It sounds like uh, it's always sounded derogatory to me, but it's not. It's just like a weird yeah. thing I have. But you would be, you know, you're just a creative person. So it seems like you were naturally an artist. You just didn't settle on a particular discipline and, yeah, until exactly. that age because <clears throat> you were trying different things. And I mean, I, w- I, I did. I, I was involved in the theater, but not as a as an actor because I'm like not an extrovert at all. But I would do it because I was doing the prosthetics and stuff. So anytime there was some kind of makeup or a prop, I was I, I uh, was uh, able to get involved that that way with the drama department. And it's like all the all the drama kids are just so different. It's like it's weird because like uh, people are into acting are they're artists. It's an art. It is one of the arts. But they're like you know people that tend to be into like painting and stuff are like more introverted. So it's a kind of a trip that you can still you can be on either either uh side of that fence and still be an artist yeah. you know it just I, I like i like to mock trial too i feel like people don't give mock trial a very uh they don't realize it's also kind of acting and yeah in that similar vein so totally. i also did i did mock trial and i was really involved uh kid i guess like when i was in high school and stuff but yeah i i guess i pretty much did everything but an art class Kind of. I had to wow. take a film class in photography. I didn't do photography, but I took a film class, theater. You know, I did all these other like artistic things. I never really had an interest in the art classes. Mm, that's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I just it's interesting. I think even then, I didn't appreciate the kind of like this is what you're supposed to do. This is you know a kind of like rules when it came to art because right. when I a contemporary art history course brief moment i tried taking college courses it just bugged me i just felt very i felt very limiting like uh 
you know, like in that, uh, how do, how do, how do I say, um, gosh, I can't form a word for it, but you know, art in form of like contemporary art where it's more about like, yeah, I can't even think of the word. But, oh, you're, uh, you're talking about what, like contemporary art where it's like a conceptual. Yeah. Conceptual, weird. but more, yeah, more from like an academic standpoint. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. what I was trying to say. Yeah. So I took a course for that and was like, ah, yeah. no. That's, a, that's such a bummer that that represents art. <laughs> it represents modern art. And it's like, you know, none of the artists I know are doing that kind of shit. Yeah. You know, how do you even, how do you even, how do you even get successful in that scene is what I don't understand. It's like, you come so, from seem, money. you're already yeah, successful. It's seriously, you come from money and you go to the right schools and you make the right connections. And that's just more reason why it's bullshit, but we won't get, yeah. we won't get off into that. Too yeah, far. I don't want to hurt on anyone that's into it too. So it's like it's not my thing, but right, it's right. your thing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm working on this judgment thing. I can be kind of judgmental for someone who doesn't want to be judged. I'm like right. so judgmental. <laughs> yeah. The uh I and I've seen some conceptual art I thought was amazing, like as good as any painting, great painting. So it can be done, but <laughs> but uh yeah, I I I, I agree. I just, you know, yeah, that's a whole other issue. We, we don't need to get into that. This is about you. So, okay. Um, so, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. So how did you, how did you wind up doing these kinds of, these kind of painting, drawing? It's, they're so extreme. You mentioned the shock factor. And I wonder if you if you're still if you still feel that that's like a reason you you uh, create some you do some of the subjects you do because it's funny I was talking to uh, another artist friend of mine about your work it was somebody who was on the Twitter space and we were talking about your artwork and um, he his take was really interesting because he said I think. It's about because I was asking him, what do you think? Because it's like it's shocking artwork. You know what I mean? You don't just look at it and go like, oh, OK. It's like it's, some of the stuff is just like, wow, it's incredibly intense. Right. And and he was saying, I think it's like a commentary. And tell me if if he's wrong. No, I, 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 I think it's a commentary on how women are always portrayed a certain way and as kind of objectified and they have to be beautiful in, in the artwork and and they're they're portrayed as like more closer to reality how we all have these gross things about ourselves and shitting and yeah. sex is kind of gross when you come down to it and it's like and he was saying it's sort of taking these subjects that are traditionally you know none of that stuff is presented generally in most art and it, and it seems like you're sort of holding that idea up in your work so i'm curious how you feel about that interpretation i i think it's yeah fairly accurate you know it's funny when people ask i'm always kind of like trying to like circle in my brain i'm like why do i do this um because it's, it's not always like it's not always planned and mm -hmm. I, I guess like all uh yeah for sure it comes from like that place of course of you know, we have a male gaze of beauty when it comes to femininity and uh, kind of trying to, you know, unintentionally trying to just be like, well, no, 
this is my interpretation. You can't take that away from me. I don't care if it doesn't have like, I don't know if I'm politically thinking of anything necessarily. I'm just like coming from my own experiences. But for me, when I just draw, say just a figure, I'm like, this is boring. There's Mm -hmm. so much more going on to that. And I'm very inspired by ecosystems and, you know, you're talking about how it kind of dark. I like the idea of, I kind of like a story. Uh, I like a narrative in, mm-hmm. in the work. So it's sort of like, you know, say the snake is coming out of the, the figure's butt. To me, it's like, it's not just like, oh my God, it's coming out of the butt. That's so funny. It's like, it's being created inside of the being coming out of the butt because it's an orifice to come out of, or if it's coming out of the nipple or the mouth or the nostril or wherever, mm-hmm. it's coming out of something. And it's then eating whatever is close by, you know, it's then immediately feeding and eating something that that then turns into something else. Like I just like things to morph into life. It, it's life. Nature is brutal. Right. You're yeah. how it's dark and not a dark arts way. Like I'm not necessarily coming from a place of like the occult or demons right. or anything, but <clears throat> more so the the brutalities of births in front of us you know that uh we make up all of these images to kind of like understand why things are are dark but you really don't have to make it up uh so it kind of comes from that but it totally also comes from like i was saying i went to art uh, museums a lot as a teenager because i live i'm from the bay area so i was like always going to san francisco and going to art museums and stuff and i was totally a boring straight edge kid i was like a i call it like a wes anderson slut i was just like i had a briefcase and i'm so quirky mm-hmm. uh and going to art museums but you know <laughs> sure i subconsciously probably saw all of these historical paintings depicted of like women's fragileness and the, right. the, the virgil beauty of of uh of the female form from a male perspective. And I was like, fuck that. I, I have warts all over me. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm gross. And you, you said like, I mean, I wasn't thinking this as a kid, but now I'm like, yeah, I mean, sex is awkward and you really, you really think about it. It's also really funny. So it's like, I, I think I subconsciously bring in a little level of humor yeah. in there. Without that, yeah. To. Yeah. Um, there's definitely humor in it. <laughs> yeah it's just it's just ironic too because I've had people come up uh not come up to me but some people like at art shows think I was a man if I'm like in the show uh that's the work that I make is from a, a man's oh, perspective wow. huh. um and like no it was me <laughs> <laughs> you know I did that and did you ever did, did you ever uh uh second guess your your um doing that kind of artwork because I know when I was first starting I was like I totally was like going I have to do this but I feel bad about it like I was questioning my my motives like am I trying to because you know this is back 2000 when there's like no reference point really of Mm -hmm. why you're doing what you're doing or where to show it and I kept thinking like you know am I am I taking my own traumas and like making other people disturbed by showing them yeah but i felt like i have to keep doing it because i know it's the right thing to do um so but but you sounds like you just you never questioned it that's good (laughs) you're more confident like than i am i guess 
<laughs> I mean, I'm a TMI. I'm a TMI bitch. I'm like, oops, I probably shouldn't have said that. Right. Uh, I'm constantly making people feel awkward. I have now, as I've gotten a little older and more perspective, I've become like, if I meet someone new and if I talk about like anal fissures in the first five minutes and they're cool with it, then maybe we can be friends. Like I just give it all up up front. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dick around this anymore. <laughs> Cause I just, I'm just like that. I need the, the blunt realness pretty quick. But I, I was thinking too, like I was saying before I was in doing the collage with the uh, playboys and stuff. And I think that when I transitioned into drawing, uh, I probably just, because I was using those as reference. So it's like, I was already seeing like sexual positions and like explicit poses and using that. And maybe I was like, yeah, well, there needs to be more to this. How about a, you know, and I think it just kind of like it developed on its own organically like that. Right. Um, but I also got into figure drawing myself and uh, I had a lot of like, this is a little TMI um, and triggering if, for anyone, it's about uh, bulimia, if that's okay. But uh, me. I, I was a little bulimic. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't long, but when I was like 18, 17, 18, I had a lot of body issues. And as most, I think as most people do, mm -hmm. I had a lot of body issues. And once I kind of started doing the figure modeling, I would model for figure drawing, like nude modeling. I got so empowered and inspired by like the concept of being turned into art mm -hmm. uh, being drawn it was not in like anything but like oh I'm having this this is me deciding that like I want to be shown and I want people to interpret it however they want to and right. I just thought it was really really awesome and I pretty much didn't have body issues after that <laughs> oh interesting yeah yeah that's which, cool which is interesting. it kind of just once the art came and the figure modeling and stuff, it, it really did. It just was like, oh, that's gone. I just don't feel self-conscious in that way uh, at all. Was it yeah. hard to do the first time? Was it very difficult? Uh, no, actually, I felt really comfortable. Huh. Yeah, I, I was uh, like, okay, cool. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really that much of a I have social anxiety when it comes to you know I'll lay awake at night like did I totally just make an ass of myself did really make, see this yeah, is like, so weird because it doesn't seem like you would do think that at all because you talk about I, your bluntness and you talk about whatever but then you still I can't explain <laughs> the human brain you know there's moments I think that's part of it is like I have this inherent like at first I'm like very like like very blunt and like yeah and then like then it kind of seeks in like sinks in later and i'm like i think like there's two sides of my head right. there's one that's like ah, and there's one that's like don't do that right um right. and they are they're conflicting sometimes but it, I, I more so just don't want to make people like actually uncomfortable because i'm actually trying i i do want to be very i'm like very tender kind human but then i can be very like ah and i'm like i don't know if i like make them upset or <laughs> right right I don't want to do that to people so there's you know a level that I've, I've always tried to balance and I have a, not the best at uh rationality is kind of maybe that's partially to the art is it's not thought out it's not something I'm like planning I don't anytime I do plan a piece it never happens so so of. so you you just kind of 
do it. It's very spontaneous and from your subconscious in a way. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, has I mean, that feeling. I mean, it definitely has that feeling. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's, uh, it, I mean, I think it's partially too, if, if I tried a little harder, it could be a little more thought out and maybe I could get more like technically, um, I could get more advanced, but there's a level too that I've kind of deemed, I think if my work was too realistic, it would lose some of its, Yeah. <clears throat> you know, there's a fine line between like the kind of stuff I'm doing where it is kind of like, well, that's weird. But if it was more, uh, like I'm saying like more realistic. Right, yeah, yeah. It would actually, not necessarily be more disturbing, but it would be. It would be a lot different. It would be, it would a, be lot a lot different. different. Yeah, it would lose a little bit for mm -hmm. me. Uh, yeah. And obviously, I love some oil painters that, like, like Gregory Jacobson. I feel like I don't know if you know his I don't think work. I know him. Oh my god! Yeah, he he makes some like I mean it's I wouldn't I'm not trying to say I'm on par with that, but he's also got like poop coming out and crazy colors and. Mm -hmm. He does it. He does great, great work. That's just, you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I'm looking but, right now. Yeah, yeah. I actually discovered his work later on. Oh, after, wow. And was like, oh, this guy's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a realism kind of guy, though, right? If I'm looking at the right, it's, it's, I see one that looks like these organs. Yeah, that would be kind of realistic though. But I see what yeah. you're. I see what. Yeah, he's great. But I see what you're saying. Um, it it it's very to me. It's like the, all the elements work together to create a specific feeling. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, that's that's with my own work. That's one thing. Um, I gave up to get technically better because I was like, I just wanted to be a better painter and. Um, and so that meant plan, pre-planning studies, uh, figuring your colors out, all that stuff. And it does, you do give something up to do that. You give up like spontane spontaneity a little bit. Um, so I see what you're saying. I definitely understand it. And there's like, it, you know, it's like you, you just have to weigh which is more important to you because you can't necessarily have both, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm actually trying to shift. So it's funny, I'm getting into oil painting now and finding that you know when you're using a thin pen it's kind of like just guys the limit you're like i can add anything to this little drawing because you know your canvas is small but your your utensil is small right with oil painting you know it's like to get some of what i would want to get from a, one of my illustrations into a painting it would have to be like huge right uh so i'm finding that i need to shift because i love oil painting like as soon as i started doing it, i was like this is awesome it is it's amazing uh, it, yeah it's amazing it's the the pushing and pulling and it's like sculpting and mm -hmm. it does it does like tickle a certain part of your brain that um of course i'm never going to stop illustrating but i'm excited for the oil painting venture just the colors you can get and the the buttery softness that you oh, can yeah. get out of oil is really just it's just really cool and you know acrylic was fine too but i couldn't i can't stand acrylic it just every time i use it i like scream at it <laughs> uh, yeah it dries too fast for me 
yeah, it, it dries too fast and people that do it and do it beautifully, I'm like more power to you, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there, but, uh, well, the thing about oils is, you know, you, you, you may end up having a different sort of a different style dictated by the medium with your with yeah. oils, you know, that's I've, um, you know, cause I have like, uh, <clears throat> I kind of have some different styles with like when I do pen and ink, I mean, it's like the medium kind of dictates to a certain degree, but I was thinking the other day, especially with these, uh, um, nfts and these digital 3d animations i did way back in 2004 mm-hmm. and, and um they they look different from my paintings it's like you can kind of tell maybe there's a connection but but they are their own style and i don't want to make them look like my paintings it's not it's not yeah. my goal it's like the medium within that medium i like it to have a certain look and i like my paintings to look a certain way and, and it's cool to have them separate it's cool to have that. That's okay. You know? you're, you're an artist. That's, you know, the, yeah. that's one thing that drives me crazy about the social media world of art. Like, is this, this brand, like you're branded with this style. Right. You, you're kind of like, oh, I did that. So that's you forever. And I'm personally a little too spontaneous to be like honed in. And of course I'll, I do it and I enjoy it for the sake of like, you know, marketing and making money on it because you kind of have to yeah in in a way but i uh yeah i mean i don't like the whole concept like everything you do has to look the same as something you did before and it has to necessarily be recognizable it's like if you're a true artist and you're being true to yourself everything you do is going to look authentic to you because that's the beauty of it you're 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 creating something this is you creating something not you creating someone else's something yeah Uh, despite yeah despite being influenced by other artists which is inevitable in our world you know mm. we're influenced by everything we see as long as you're still true to whatever nature you have in you like the influences you have are going to morph into your own thing anyway right so i i just think that the internet world though can be a little terrible it can be a little it's terrible yeah <laughs> I mean, you just thought too, I was recently banned from Twitter. And, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, yeah, I thought it was permanent because I tried re- uh, appealing it and they're like, we're not going to restore your account. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. Nathan told me about that. You need to give the public service announcement uh, segment of the podcast with explaining yeah. what, what not to do so this doesn't happen to you. Because I was surprised because he told me about the banner and the, yeah. the, the so so can you explain that so that other artists don't get scared shitless like I'm sure you did? Yeah, totally. It's pretty much like just read their guidelines. And because Twitter is a little bit more, you know, they have crazy stuff on Twitter. You have like someone that like gives themselves blowjobs and that's like their I know. but crazy. Uh, that's why I couldn't believe it. it. Yeah. You can't have it in your banner. You can't have anything explicit whatsoever in your banner or your profile picture. And I believe that even if it's cropped and like underneath is uh, is explicit, but you've cropped it in such a way, it, it counts. So I think I had like this like little sliver and there was like a head open and there were like naked babes falling out of yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't even think it was your more shocking work either. I was surprised. I was like, what? I mean, I honestly at this point see nipples as like censored because I'm yeah, like, well, I guess. 
but it's not, it's, I have to rethink my thinking. And uh, I like specifically once I got the account back, which I only think I got back because I, folks on Twitter complained and started a hashtag. Oh, really? I didn't see that. That's what I was told. So um, people were making a stink and really upset about it, which I was like, that is just, I mean, I was so touched. Yeah, that's that so cool. Anyone gave a shit. I was like, oh no, I'm gone and whatever. I'll just fly. I'll just be dust in the wind. <laughs> but, uh, it was really encouraging. And I mean, you know, Twitter is a different world with the NFTs, like you kind of touched on. And I'm on, I'm into NFTs uh you know disclaimer yeah I, what I you're, I you're destroying the world i know how could I'm you not, unfollowed it's unfollowed. like i'm already i'm already a californian it's like how many disclaimers do i have to give off before <laughs> i'm just canceled completely um yeah no that's 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 how we met is on a an nft twitter space and um yeah i'd like to i'd love to hear your you touched on it on the Twitter space, but uh, you know, a lot of, that was a, small, a lot more people will hear this. So I would love to hear your, um, your take on the whole NFT world, because I know it's been, it's been like, it's allowed you to, it's been good for you. Right. I mean, it's yeah, helped, it, you, helped you to make a living doing this. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not one of those like e extreme, like, you know, Forbes success story with it. Of course, I'm not like ranking in the millions like people or anything, but I mean, I'm not even ranking in the thousands, but it, it's, it's given me uh, a little more control because like I was saying, I was censored and I, I, my account's been like threatened multiple times on Instagram. And I just, once the NFT stuff came along, I was like, wow, cool. This is an opportunity to never have to make a print again because I hate making prints. And uh, <laughs> it's sort of, in, in my sense, it's almost like kind of like doing prints yeah, for those same. who like it. and. Yeah. It's similar to just posting on any social media platform only like you get paid for it and it, the, the blockchain just is more, at least, you know, for now it's a little more permanent. It has more organization to it than just like posting these random images to something like Instagram. And like, you don't really know where that image is going to go down the line. Even right. if they delete your account, you don't really know where those images are. It, it just, there's yeah. a little bit more control over that. And not to mention, not to mention they're, they're, uh, you're posting for free to make some yeah. company money. Yeah. I mean, if that's anything, what it's all like, about. You know, if you're someone that does memes, if you're someone that does photography, if you're someone that does short movies, uh, animations, and you're always just like begging people, like you can see this if you join my Patreon or any other variety of things that People are trying to be like, you should pay me for this. People don't really do it. Right. And yeah, though, you know, posting on uh, the blockchain doesn't guarantee, like if they see it, they can still see it without buying it. But I just feel like there's more of an etiquette so far in the NFT crypto world. That's like, I'm going to, I'm going to support this because I right. like it. Yeah. Uh, and it feels more, because every time I mention on my Instagram, on my like my Patreon or something, I get like a patron. And even that, I'm like, oh, so grateful. That's so sweet. But it's not enough. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, and I'm lucky. We're lucky that we get to do this, of course. And Absolutely. I don't take that for granted. And I know the privilege that comes with being an artist. Um, but I, I just, I like the freedom of it. And also for now, there's no sense of censoring on the blockchain. Yeah. And 
people like to think of like, oh, it's a scam or they can like sell you all this crazy stuff. And it's like, it is so documented, the crypto world, everything. <laughs> they got it so, backwards. I know. People it's have so it backwards. backwards. You, you can trace every single step yep. of every single transaction very vividly and publicly yep. that it there really isn't much room for scandal. Unfortunately, right. sorry to burst the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure it happens, of course, but it's not as simple and, uh, you know, vilified as it really is. As people vilify it, it's not like, I don't think it's like that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so, the thing I keep saying is it's so big that there's, there's potential for all kinds of good stuff and bad stuff. It's like, it's this huge, huge thing. And, um, you know, and you can make money, which is what brings criminals around. And there is, there are criminals doing and scams and rug pulls and all that, but it's like, you know, no one talks about the traditional finance world. There's criminals and scams and no one talks about how in the traditional art world, there's forgeries and people getting ripped off and money scam. It's like everything people say, they, they say it like it's exclusive to NFTs. And it's like, no, it's just the same thing, but it's happens because human beings are assholes so that yeah, happens I mean, you know opportunity knocks and there's gonna be a creep like <laughs> yeah exactly it's just gonna ha- it's just it's like you know like i said earlier it's baked into reality there's always gonna be yeah. one asshole coming around but well it's just ironic to me like you come from more of the gallery world galleries uh i don't think that my work really fits into galleries very well which i'm totally okay with Mm -hmm. but i feel like it is ironic how many artists will throw their work at any gallery and feel so excited thinking that this is going to make or break and give you know so willing to give up a 50 percent commission and frame it and ship it and all of these costs that come into showing in a gallery uh and just to just trust them to pay them right i I trust this gallery will pay me yeah yeah well i mean if you're working with that's that's where it comes into working with reputable galleries, but not exactly. everybody not everybody has the opportunity to work with reputable galleries. Some yeah. people have to do coffee shops or some new gallery that just opened up that has no record, and that's yeah. the only game in town, so they have to, you know. Yeah, I was just more more so pointing out that there's this like inet trust that they're like, yeah, but then as right. soon as like the NFT stuff, they're like, this I don't trust. Right, this. true. Yeah, and that's a good point. It, it, it just like I said, it's just kind of an ironic headspace to me that you know people are so weary of this and so, so it's not like <laughs> it's not like they're like eh, i think the mfts are stupid it's like yeah. these are fucking the worst things ever to come they're just it's like the hate is so it's so intense. strong it blows my i just yesterday i was arguing with a bunch of people on facebook about it and i was like i i shouldn't do that it's pointless no. i have to stop and i yes. and i it's just like I popped over to Facebook ever since I started this NFT journey. I've been on Twitter because it's like so much cooler. And and I every once in a while I check my Facebook and somehow I got yeah, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I posted something because oh I, I know what it did. I was trying to be helpful, posting a video, a good NFT video that that showed the bad and the good sides of it. And I was like, oh, this is well balanced, unlike that one video that that the the folding whatever. I forget the name of it. It's the one two-hour video that just constantly talks shit about NFTs and and uh, cherry picks 
all the worst examples as this is the this is this is it this is nfts yeah i never saw that it it's i you know what it was it's so well produced that i watched it when it first came out and i was like oh shit what if he's right and yeah. then i um i went and actually looked at all of the of the footnote footnotes in the you know the the where he got his um uh sources from and it's like there was one guardian article there was one other legit news source and then the other ones were like these bloggers on twitter that all know each other and all talk shit about blockchain and put it on their mm -hmm. blogs and they're considered like these serious researchers or journalists and it's like even the even the the stories they they chose uh he chose it was cherry picked it was classic and it's like yeah. and it was so it's like it took a couple of days for me to like i researched it and then I was, you know, getting involved and I was like, no, he's describing the worst elements in it and presenting it as the whole thing. And it's totally inaccurate and totally biased, yeah. but every, but it seems so good. It looks so good. It's so well produced that everyone's like, well, this guy, this is it. That's the truth. You know, no one. Yeah. I bet you nobody read the fucking footnotes like I did and went and read the articles, you know? No, people read headlines and they're like, did you see? this horrible thing or i don't know avocados are eight dollars because yeah. i read the line <laughs> you know it's like did you actually read it right right yeah. i still buy a dollar fifty avocado <laughs> i got an Just, avocado it, tree so there you go you know <laughs> yeah i mean obviously there's good and bads to to most things and yeah i'm not um perfect i i understand that probably my carbon footprint is you know bad it's probably average. Like I'm not vegan. Right, right. I'm not, uh, you know, I unfortunately get things on Amazon if it's the cheapest option because, like, right. I don't know, I'm broke. That's the, the yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's it's that's what I don't like about it. It's fine to have an opinion. It's fine to not like them even. But it's I don't yeah. like the the hubris and the you know the just the 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 you know the 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 self uh you know like the the uh entitled yeah the entitled like you know i'm above you i'm looking down upon you and you're so well, the internet they're just yeah i know like it's bad eating, eating <laughs> cheeto puffs and just like typing all of this bullshit they're just like this small like you're stupid you're like and no I, you're stupid yeah and i, and I guarantee it's like and it's like i don't really play video games because i just don't have time but most people play video games. It's huge. It's a thing. Everybody does for the most part, especially P and I guarantee you all the people bitching about NFTs are playing video games, which is way worse than for the environment than blockchain is. It's like, it uses so much more energy. It's such, so anyway, I don't want to go off on a rant, but no, um, for sure. I, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, I've also argued the like, uh, people are like, well, why don't you just, you know, sell prints or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll buy it. The, the waste that comes into producing prints right there's is no, also bad yeah, for the environment. yeah there's no way to get around it there's no know? way the waste that goes into sending you an original piece the plastic i have to wrap it in all of this cardboard boxes the paper the inks it's it is and you know even pens like most pens are wasteful most art supplies are wasteful right. everything we do is waste it's all wasteful yep and of course, people are honing in on the NFTs because 
I, it's like you said, it's cherry picked. It's also like, you have to look into who's, who's fueling most of this flame. Right. And a lot of it they're finding was like, came coming from Facebook and Zucker, the Zuckerberg metaverse shit. Of course, he's not going to benefit from something like this. Right. You have like major banks who are like, not cool with this. And I'm like, you know, I see all these, my like, like punk people I know who are like, you know, fuck the system. And they're like anti NFT. And I'm like, NFTs anti big bank totally nft is is fucking the system it's it like is fucking the system. it's totally it's, a punk rock thing you know the fact that like elizabeth warren is always so adamantly trying to like squash it i'm like yeah it's you should be paying attention i to know that. it's <laughs> i know i know it's so disappointing to see see that but, but yeah yeah anyway we can off of that yeah <laughs> it's 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 it has its faults but i think it's I think it's cool. And for people that argue, like, there's no good art on NFTs. I'm like, well, then why don't you fucking make some art and put it on NFTs? Like, there's, yeah, exactly. There's so much good stuff. Like, there's, yeah, there's so much. I mean, that's why I, one of the reasons I'm so into it is because I'm constantly getting inspired every day. I keep seeing, like, oh my God, this is, this is where yeah. all the energy is. This is where all the cool art's being made is in this space because people have a reason to make it because they can yeah. make a living. And it's, it's so much innovation is happening with digital stuff. It's just like, it's so exciting yeah. and so cool. Well, I just, who, who, who hate Spotify? This is a, you know, a, a solution to, for musicians. Right. This is a solution for writers. This is a solution for, like I was saying, filmmakers, short filmmakers, obviously artists, yeah. people like visual artists. It is, you know, it's, a, it's, 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 it's huge. It's you know it's it's paradigm changing. It really is. It's it really is. If you if you really focus on the board ape ape stuff, then right. of course you're gonna be annoyed. Yeah, exactly. There's plenty the of annoying yeah, yeah. There's plenty of there's plenty of annoying shit. There's plenty of bad there's tons of bad art, terrible art. Yeah, terrible, but but there's also the most amazing art, you know, and it, there's just yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. It's 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 such a huge thing. And, yeah. and the thing is, it's like you and I know that eventually all those people are going to be over there because yeah. it's going to keep going. It's not going to stop. And so, you know, you're, it's funny too, because you're just trying to help them and people mm-hmm. think like, oh, you're trying to get me over because it's part of the Ponzi scheme. You got to bring more people in to make it work. And it's like, don't go, don't go then. It's more people to buy my artwork. I don't need you to, you know, I'm not trying to get you over to make money. I'm trying to do you a favor just by like yeah. letting you know that you're wrong about this. I used to be wrong about it. And then I researched it and I realized I was wrong. So I changed my mind and, and it's been super cool, you know? Yeah, for sure. Don't muddy the waters with your negativity, man. Yeah. Once you hear. <laughs> it's a I bummer. think it's ironic that also people are like, it's a Ponzi scheme and like, Nathan, I would be like, well, I mean, okay, but not really. I don't know. Ponzi scheme is more like it's guaranteed if you put in this and I gain all this money. And I feel like everyone who's actually into crypto is like, there's no guarantees. Right. Just let you know. Like we 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 don't actually know what's gonna happen. Yeah, there's a gambling aspect to to it. You know, they're they're it's the same thing that people like go to thrift stores and they now buy this antique looking thing thinking they can go on Etsy and put it on Etsy for right. you know 10 times what they just paid for it. You're going to the thrift store and buying all this shit because you saw on 
Instagram or something that people are making money on this stuff. Right. Exactly. It's all the same thing. They're just picking and choosing what to not like and what to like. Right. That's why I don't read the news anymore. I'm like, I don't trust media. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the the, the thing I wanted to say was, uh, uh, it was a good point. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It was my stupid brain. Uh, Oh, when they say, when they lay out all the reasons for the, for it being a Ponzi scheme, it's like, that sounds just like regular money to me. You know, it's like every point they make, it's like, that's the system we're already in actually. And, but, but, but it's okay. Cause you buy into it and it's okay. It's federally insured. That's the difference, which is great. But um, anyway, to me, it sounds <laughs> like the housing market. I'm like, it's yeah, the right. same thing is, uh, is, and, and obviously what we're seeing is someone's controlling this, insane property value across the whole country or across the whole world right and it's like oh if you buy this house you can flip it for double your money i'm pretty sure it always works out for people yeah i mean especially (laughs) for like in certain states anyway i don't know if you have any more questions (laughs) (laughs) that's good (laughs) that's good on the nft stuff but i mean you're 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 selling okay on there you're doing and you're on a you're on a you're on your objects so i'm doing the tezos yeah which um, also has a really low carbon footprint right yeah it's the most you know they say it's like the most eco-friendly yeah, or clean, like green green clean, nft yeah, yeah green nfts or clean nfts oh yeah. look at the pop yeah it's chicken <laughs> that's a sweet dog uh yeah we actually found her when covid hit i found her behind a dumpster and it took like i uh, like a popeyes uh dumpster uh uh-huh. and it took forever to get her out she was stuck and the Popeye came and yelled at us like that dog lives there leave it alone and I'm like it's like injured or something I don't know and she was a puppy and she had this crazy necklace thing really tight on her neck and anyway we took her and took her home and now she's mine yeah she she looks very happy she's very sweet (laughs) jump up so, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, we didn't get to your, you, you say you're, you're from, uh, Northern California from San Francisco. Yeah, I'm from Sonoma wine country. Oh, oh, okay. And then how did you wind up? You're in Philly now. I'm in new Orleans. You're in new Orleans. When did this happen? I thought you were part of like the Philly crew. I was, I okay, was, okay. yeah. When, when COVID hit, we lived in Philly and we thought, you know, I guess part of the Ponzi scheme of the housing market, we thought that we could go jump in and get a house for, you know, lower interest rates. Cause when COVID hit, everyone was freaking out. Right. So we, we bailed to where Nathan's from. He's from Spokane, Washington. And mm-hmm. we were hoping to get us to get a house. It didn't work out, uh, obviously. And so we just kind of stayed there for a while with his family and that didn't last long and we left and you know stayed with my parents for a second and we're just like we went through most of covid was just awful for us we were like house lit we we weren't houses we always had somewhere to crash but like we didn't have our own home oh my god um we were living out of our like all of our stuff was like in our van or just like all over the place or in like storage unit idaho uh which i still have like a storage unit in idaho it's just it since covid hit we pretty much like left philly thinking we were gonna be able to build and just kind of hide away Mm mm-hmm and yeah, it didn't work out, which is, you know, it is what it is, but yeah, now we're in New Orleans. My aunt lives here. Um, and that's where we are for now. I mean, 
but now we're getting hit by tornadoes here though we actually had a really bad tornado last week that yeah. devastated the neighborhood really close to where we live so that's gotten me a little shook i'm like i don't know if i can I, we were here for ida too like we finally got our space and then last Damn. year it. we had to evacuate for a month and oh my god it was just it's just been bananas we have really been through it and uh because like yeah before philly we lived in detroit and before detroit we met portland so wow we're just, we're just really trying to like we're just trying to keep the dream alive of being full-time artists and, and fight the gentrification and all of these crazy prices going up everywhere and inflation. And we're just like, we just want to make stupid art. Like, I don't know. Can we just, <laughs> can't we just do that? And, and you know, we live really frugally. We're really not uh, that materialistic. We don't really spend much money. We're just always trying to just make sure that we can keep the dream alive. Um, mm. And even New Orleans, we can't really afford anymore if we didn't live in this house like we have an amazing landlord who's nice. just like a sweetheart he's changed my completely changed my views of landlords oh good so, yeah but yeah i don't know if new orleans will last so too long so you're still not quite sure you're settled you're kind of I'm not sounds settled. like sounds like you're looking you guys are looking for a place to settle though and yeah we're hoping to to buy something uh, it just kind of seems to be the way I recently applied to an apartment. I wanted to move and they denied me. And it, it just felt very like, it was like, obviously it's like, it happens to everyone, but I was like, oh shit, since COVID, the, the applications just seem much more like bank loan applications for rentals. Mm. It's like, I was like, I look crap on paper. You know, I, I right. try and like, you know, I'm like using, I try to use like street cred all the time. I'm like, you know, I don't know if you've seen this Buzzo video of him trying to buy a house in Beverly Hills with street cred. It's no, hilarious. Really? <laughs> yeah. I always feel like that. I'm just like, I'm, you know, really uh, cool. And, <laughs> you know, this guy vouches for me, um, you know, and blah, 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 blah. And like, what? <laughs> but yeah, so long story short, we have not settled. And at this point, I don't know where we're going to go. I'm kind of over cities just because they keep they just keep seeming to get there and then they blow up and then they're more expensive. And yeah, I just, yeah, it, it's just a lot. I, I mean, it's a, it's hard to complain about it. Cause I'm like, I work for myself and I get to make this really bizarre art. that's like right. being banned on the internet every other day for a living, which is just yeah. really, really amazing. But then at the same time, I'm like, I just want stability. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a, it's a, it's a rough life. It's not easy. Um, but you know, you could have you have you you're but you like people though. That's the problem. You like going out and having a social life. That's the problem. I, I was, don't go out. I don't go out here. Oh, really? Because I was gonna say, why don't you just move out in the boonies somewhere? You know, like really That's far away. Because that'd be cheap. I mean, I would if I didn't have family. You know, my wife and I probably would sell our house and do that. You know? Yeah. You know, that's but the I got. Uh, granddaughters and they're too cool I can't I could never be away from them so um I hear yeah no it breaks my heart my whole family is in Sonoma County for the most part and uh I wish I could live close I'm very very with my folks oh really yeah it's so expensive Mm -hmm. expensive oh my god ridiculous my stepmom's like well what if I found you a cheap rental with a yard for the dogs in Sonoma and I'm like $2,500 good luck (laughs) yeah (laughs) You know they don't own either they're they haven't you know so and we're all like complete 
we've all been born, born and raised in, in California and we're like those people being pushed out. Oh, right. But, yeah. Yeah. I was born in San Diego, actually. Oh. Um, and then we shifted up north. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm from there. That's where I'm from. How do your, uh, how does your family like your artwork? They're so supportive. Um, That's cool. Yeah, my dad has one of my pieces framed in his, and they actually have a few of my pieces in, in the house, and they've even bought some from my store when they see one they like That's here and cool. there. And yeah, they're they're really, really, I'm so beyond lucky and to have them. I was kind of raised without religion. They're very, like, my dad's sort of a, a spiritual type, I would say, mm. um, and my mom's kind of a, a Wiccan type. Oh. They're, they're divorced and then my stepmom came in the picture and she's just like kind of a wild part she kind of likes anything from bits and pieces so i kind of come from like just bits and pieces of life there's no like there was no right. like hard truth to anything right and i actually was raised by a single dad for most of my life oh that's interesting so, yeah and my my mom um i you know flip flip back and forth but i was primarily with my dad and uh and my brother so it's kind of a funny it's actually kind of rare to be raised by yeah a single dad and we watched a lot of kung fu movies it was always something he wanted to watch <laughs> so like any action movie we always stood in line to see like the new lord of the rings movie or the new spider-man movie or batman or, right. or any of the kind of nerdy stuff he worked at a comic book store uh for a while when i was a kid too so i kind of feel like i was always just around this kind of alternative life yeah that really isn't surprising to me that i don't use my credit card i'm like right. just <laughs> not real person in that kind of sense he sounds like a cool guy to me <laughs> yeah he's the best he's he's definitely he's definitely my superhero and yeah they were like super tool fans uh and i grew up with the the tool stuff so oh, really <laughs> yeah the fact that we got to go see tool recently when they were in new orleans um and we got to sit so close. Adam got us in and I was just like freaking out the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Awesome. Oh, you, so you, did you get in? Cause, uh, uh, Nathan did a poster. Yeah. Nathan did a poster and actually Adam bought some stuff from me last oh, year great. and then, uh, commissioned me to do a piece for his wife this year also. Oh, cool. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I haven't met him, but we've chatted a little on Instagram and he just seems like he's one of the only people who who's like that famous who are who's like supporting art as much yeah. as he is so yeah. it's it's pretty amazing and obviously all of tool the tool band seems very supportive of the art so that's that's pretty amazing definitely yeah, yeah. oh cool that's awesome that's funny yeah we were hoping I was like bummed we didn't get to to chat and see them in person but with the COVID stuff it was like they're yeah. like we have sniffing dogs like we can't do anything right yeah that must have been I, I was just saying i think a few podcasts ago about how uh covid you know because like you know i'm old i got a house i got it before everything went crazy in yeah. two, 2000 about 2001 we bought our house there's and at that time we could barely afford it and yeah. now there's no way we would be able to afford this house no fucking way but um uh uh what the hell was I going to say? What did you just say? What were we just talking about? I just blanked. Uh, tool? Yeah, Tool. Uh, 
COVID. COVID. And so, yeah, yeah. And so I've, you know, the whole time during COVID, I was like, you know, as I, I, and I feel bad saying it, but it was like, this is not, this is totally normal for me. I never leave. I'm always working. This is what I like. I'm not like a social person at all. I mean, I am with, I'm more like, you know, have individual friends, but as far as going out, to shows i enjoy it but it's work for me to to be mm-hmm. to to talk to people and be extroverted it's like it takes effort it's not my natural state and i was thinking how like you know covid was fine for me but then i was thinking all the people that like that sort of thing it must be horrible for them it must have been horrible for people who like to go out i never really even even i was always like what's everyone so upset about? You just get to, you know, just right. get to stay at home and chill. It's great. Watch movies, make you whatever you want. But um, yeah, there's so many people that just aren't like that, that like interacting in crowds. And it must've been horrible because you, you seem like that kind of person that you like to go out and. That's funny. I've actually, so I should, I guess I, uh, I need to create my own version of what an ex, uh, how a, of an extrovert. I okay. Am. Okay. Um, <laughs> I do not like going out. I do not like, big concerts typically I don't like bars typically okay. uh, I don't like I don't like small talk I don't like mingling stuff like that like I love my people of course and I love to see them and I can be really you know like I'll karaoke and I'll streak I'll do crazy shit like that like with my people and stuff mm-hmm. um, but I since COVID too especially I've gotten so much more exhausted with the concept of making new friends which is such a bummer for me living somewhere I don't know a lot of yeah. people and- moving around so much like if I'd stayed in Philly I had more of a, a network there um that right. you know felt a little bit more comfortable now I'm like god oh, I don't even want to try anymore to try and make friends I'm so exhausted just the, the mere thought of talking to new people and it's a lot with the COVID stuff it's like you're talking face to face with someone are you gonna get COVID and I know that now right. it's not as but I'm still like I don't I never got it I don't want to get it yeah same here I, yeah, I've been really, I've tried really hard to not get sick. And, you know, sometimes I've had close calls where I was like, I was way too close to a bunch of people. I was yeah. not really paying attention and then it was fine, which I'm like really lucky. Not that I think there's a lot of people who've gotten COVID who are fine. Right. I just had, I don't, I, just, I don't want it. Yeah. So, no. Uh, I've been extra careful, even, even still, I don't really do much. And I definitely think that's partially why don't think I'll be staying here is that I have don't have like a huge network of like my people and mm-hmm. unfortunately like most people my people are all over the all over the place so yeah. there's no real place to hone in and uh and be and be there but I'm the kind of extrovert that likes talking I actually love like customer service <laughs> <laughs> which is really bizarre like I I worked at a job where we lived in Idaho during COVID. I was just like, I just need to get out because we were living in the suburbs and like all of our neighbors were cops. And I was like, I oh my can't God. <laughs> um, it was so weird. I like now know what it feels like to be like an alternative punk kid in like the suburbs of Idaho. Right. And it's like, sorry to those people who have to grow up like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got a job at a thrift store when I was living in Idaho. And despite like, the political stuff sometimes I'd get in trouble because I'd be like you have to wear a mask and they're like I can see you for that and I'm like go ahead yeah. um, <laughs> then my boss would be like just let them in I'm like, 
you're undermining my authority but <laughs> i would have so much fun just like blah 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 and like picking out clothes for people and like trying to figure out what they wanted and yeah my wife worked at a thrift store for years until it closed down she loved it she loved yeah, it's finding, seeing the new stuff that would come in and trying to see what's the good stuff and then talk yeah. she's very sociable you know so she'll talk to people and she enjoys that too yeah i i think i enjoy new people who have no strings attached more than i like making new friends ah okay yeah <laughs> I'm like, cool. I don't have to try at all. Right, right. There's, yeah, right. There's no, There's no pressure. We don't yeah. have to. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> what really makes it uncomfortable is when there's pressure of some yeah. sort, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's I'm what... lucky that I've been in a relationship for over seven years because I would be lost on dating. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been married for like over 30 years. So I'm, well, I'm, there you go. I'm with you. you. Know. I'm with you there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i wouldn't i can't uh, if that sounds horrible to me nowadays yeah. but um uh yeah you Even know shows, like i would go to art shows i would be really because i kind of i don't know if most people are like this i kind of hate my art which is so funny that okay i, yeah. I, I hate it i i mean i thought you can't hate it like but i I'm embarrassed if I ever show in a gallery. I'm so, like, this, this okay. is crap. This is like, I don't want to be here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then why are you, why do you do it? Is it that you're trying to do something and then you, you don't hit what you want to hit and then you hate it or are you doing it and you just hate it because you did it? Or... I love to make it. Okay. You love yeah. Okay. I love the act of right, the I process. That's how I am process. too. Yeah. Yeah. I love the process and I don't even necessarily mind the result and necessarily, I just don't, I get really uncomfortable and I don't mind showing my presence on the internet where it's so like, okay, right. I don't have, you know, you don't really know me, but as soon as I'm in a gallery setting and I have a piece on the wall or something, I will like almost deny it's mine. <laughs> So it's like, like, no. <laughs> so it's like a, it, maybe it's a like maybe it's a like a vulnerability thing maybe public you yeah. know like you, you don't maybe. like ex exposing that part of yourself to strangers in a setting where you have to deal with them maybe and it's not because I'm embarrassed of the content I think it really is like what I was talking about before is I, I feel a little embarrassed at my um I don't know how to say it. I, I wish it was more, you know, I was saying before like how I, I feel like if it was more realistic or if it mm. was a different, it would, it would lose something, but I also kind of wish it was better, better quality, right, I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But the, I'm but, embarrassed of that. Uh, yeah. But the thing is the way I see it is like I said, that's, it's like, you know, part of the charm, it's part of what makes the work, I think, is it's it's like kind of uh, kind of kind of coming from like a naive, naive feel in that way. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. And but but the thing but but, you know, I don't know. And you're, you're you know, artists are our own worst critics. But. Again, it it that contributes to the success of the pieces, I think, you know, and that's not to say you know, if you want to be like 
technically better that you you won't be technically better and then also it'll be a new thing or it'll be the thing you're doing but you're happier with it but but whatever but um i don't know to me it's sort of like i don't know real real artists work with what they have and organize it in a way that makes good art yeah and i agree with that which it's funny because a lot of the art i love has that like you said kind of naive almost childlike mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. to it where it's just so pure right uh, and it's just like you know it's just like throw up on a page right so of course it's stained it's it's a throw up but um <laughs> then when it comes to me like I can have like bits of perfectionism just sneak in I don't know man I my brain is so all over the place where one minute I'll feel one way and another minute I'll feel another. And I should probably see somebody because they'll probably diagnose me with something. (laughs) You have something. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Everybody's got something. Yeah. One minute I feel one way. And then like, there's something in my brain that switches something. It's like, now I feel completely different about everything I've ever done at all. Mm. You know, I battle a lot with uh, wishing I hadn't done all this. What do you mean? Uh, wishing I had been like when I was that young I instead was like I'm gonna go to school and become like a psychiatrist and I'm not gonna be covered in tattoos and I'm not I'm gonna be a normal part of society that doesn't you know shake the boat or I I just wish I had done something more conservative and I don't know because it's like I'm so not conservative and then (laughs) like I wish I had done something more conservative with my life and uh maybe it's partially I I have a lot of I'm a very regretful person so as soon as I make a, a choice I'm like but what if I had done something else uh, what would happen what would be that and I'm a big what if type uh being my brain is always like oh and I suffer crazy amounts of anxiety which I think plays a big part in a lot of the work also oh uh is yeah I'm like a Exactly. I'm a very anxious human. I always have been. Mm. They used to call me a worry wart as a kid. Mm. And not it wasn't until I was literally like 19 I learned I was anxious. Like you have anxiety. I was like, right. I didn't even know what the word was until right. I was that old. I thought everybody was like that. <laughs> yeah, I you know. That's but you know, I was yeah. always, always, always anxious. There was a moment where I had this blocket as a kid. And it had my mom's picture and she had given it to me. And I was convinced that it, when it was off, she got hurt. So like I was in charge, like I was the protector of her. That sounds like OCD. Do you have OCD? Maybe it could be OCD. I I, I should probably get diagnosed. Yeah. That sounds like, that's like kind of classic OCD. Cause I got, I have OCD. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Or I got diagnosed like in the nineties and i went to therapy for it and uh it's like it's fine now it's not an issue it's like now it's just a weird thing like if i scratch one side of my arm i have to scratch the other side you know it's like weird things that but they don't affect my life negatively like they were but um yeah that sounds like ocd to me huh. <laughs> totally well, one day i lost it in the field mm-hmm. recess and i had a complete mental breakdown i think i was in like second grade Wow. And I made my entire class and teacher search for it in this giant field. Oh my God. Wow. Um, 
because I was convinced that like my mom was dying because I didn't have this locket on. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> like, that. like I always had little anxieties like that. And I yeah. kind of, obviously I have more reason now because I'm, yeah. you know, adult, but not much more. <laughs> <laughs> not Adulthood much is, more. Is, is enough to give you anxiety. Yeah. I've had people though see my art. Like my brother is really sweet. He's also really supportive and says, just like really sweet things i told him i got banned from twitter he was like what but your art's expressive it's not explicit and i'm like that's a cute thing to say yeah uh, but yeah he, he'll say things like i totally see how your art is formed from our childhood just from you know watching a lot of henson movies and uh -huh. like, and i was obsessed with labyrinth and uh miyazaki like my dad totally was a big fan of miyazaki so we did a lot watched a lot of miyazaki and we didn't watch a lot of disney movies or anything we didn't mm -hmm. watch a lot of, like again it was stuff that he wanted to watch too right. <laughs> like pretty good stuff i still yeah, watch yeah. curated good curated stuff but he my brother always says like i totally see aspects of obviously not like the the sexual nature but some of the like ways i i draw i guess he says like he sees characters and he's like i get it from like whatever and i think that's 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 sweet but yeah well it sounds like you have a really supportive family yeah that's I, it's cool it's it's pretty amazing that's huge it is huge i don't know they're like my best friends so it's that's why it's so hard to not live close yeah 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 have you ever tried uh meditating <sighs> <laughs> it helps with anxiety but you have to do it I know, like I, i've tried it and the whole time i'm just you know i'm thinking about yeah, every, that's done. That, that's that's everybody. That's how yeah. it is. Yeah, everybody. That's what people say. It's like, and I, you know, I'm I can't talk because I was like, knew I should meditate from probably 19 years old, and it took me. And I always did it, but I didn't do it consistently, so it really didn't do its job. Yeah. Only until like five years ago, I started finally like, okay, fuck, I can do. I can make myself do this 20 minutes a day every day. It's not that hard. So I just made myself do it. And, it and it really is like a huge thing. It really is huge for anxiety. And, but that's the thing everyone says, I can't do it. Cause I just think it's like, yeah, that's the problem. That's why we have to do it because we're yeah. always, we've got that inner chatter going on. So it's like, if you decide to do it, I'm just saying, if you yeah. decide to do it, you just have to do it. Yeah. And every time you just catch yourself thinking you go, okay. And then you focus back in your breath again. Okay. I'm thinking. And then you go back to just, you're just focusing on the breath. That's all it is. And then you'll start thinking again, and then you'll get, just bring yourself back. And then the thing is, the longer you do it consistently, the less that happens. So to a point where you can sit down and then your mind, you could make your mind blank. Right. Yeah. And it's a trip. It's weird to have a blank mind. Let me tell you, it's because you're, you're conscious and aware of it. Yeah. But just to have that control over uh, your mind is like, really helpful for anxiety and stuff because you know how to, I mean, I, it's like my mind's this, everybody's mind is like that. That's the thing, especially in the modern world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know, man, my spiraling is my meal ticket. So I don't know. <laughs> I can't be too healthy. Uh, well, I don't know. I still paint the crazy shit I do and I meditate. That's true. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, should, uh, I should meditate and, you know, it's hard. It's a hard, it's a discipline. It's hard to do, but it's yeah. hard just because it's boring <laughs> and it's, and your Honestly. mind goes crazy, but 
it's like you know it's like eating your vegetables it's it's good for you yeah all right i'll try it i'll try 20 minutes of meditating if you do it if you can do it every day you can even start at 10 minutes if you do yeah. it every day this is just the dad and me talking That's why. <laughs> if you do it every day try and do it for like a week if you can do it every day for a week and then try and just do it another day and try and add like that because it doesn't work if you don't do it every day basically yeah. you know you can take weekends off maybe but th that's the key is you have to do it every day okay so i'll I try it I'll I see if, uh... <laughs> as someone with anxiety i know that it helps a lot so that's why that's why i bring it up yeah well thank you that's very that's very sweet no problem so uh what ha what's been your your um experience with the gallery scene I mean, do you, have you shown in a lot of gallery? I mean, it sounds like you've shown in, I know you've shown in galleries because you used to be part of the the Philly scene. And Yeah, I've shown in some some galleries. Uh, in Arch Enemy, I showed a, a yeah. couple times at some of their small work shows. Uh, I showed at Dark Arts Emporium a couple times now. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I'm actually going to do their Tiny Terrors. Oh, great. I'll have yeah. a, a couple pieces at least for that. They're uh, the NFTs too. They're, they're good. Yeah, they're cool with NFTs. Yeah, they're cool. They're yeah. super sweet. I've actually never been to the gallery, which is funny. You keep saying I met met me in uh you've met me in person. Really? Once. When? Yeah. Where? In, at um Cop Copro. When? Copro Gallery in 2018. I was with Nathan and oh. we went show it was during the summer nathan had pieces at lalu's right we had an opening at lalu's um and so we went for that and we went to a copro opening and okay you know that's probably why you looked familiar <laughs> i think we're even i think we're even in a big group picture together okay but we didn't like chat or anything right no i'm pretty sure we were just like i yeah, think just... like nathan maybe said hi and then yeah. I hi yeah 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 I, it was okay like a, I, I I do remember that now. That, I mean, I faintly remember it now. So sorry about that. But yeah, that no, was the first. I mean, that was the first time we talked. That was on the Twitter. Yeah, space, now so. we know each other. That was the yeah. uh, you know. I feel like you probably get that all the time. Like actually, uh, I saw you with the yeah. art gallery. Because um, <laughs> I, I have a terrible so, memory. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you could. You're so in and connected with the whole scene. Like, of course, you see people, or people see you, and are like, "That's Chet." like <laughs> people see you're recognizable so i mean it makes sense i'm just a a geek that was like remember you met me <laughs> I, I i do i do remember now that now that you mentioned it i just i my you know my brain is mush it's, it's oh like, i'm not offended yeah okay good yeah um, no. so no, uh, yeah galleries yeah I'm yeah sure those galleries that so you got to go if you get a chance you got to go to dark art emporium it is so fucking cool the way they have I... it oh i haven't been to the new one but the last one the last one i'm sure the new because they moved i think around the corner and now they have like a pizza place out front it's like combination okay. pizza place and the gallery in the back but man the way they had it before it was you know it looked like the haunted mansion it was so cool inside it was really yeah. really cool and really nice people too well, I know Rachel Bridge is a good friend of mine. She shows with them a lot and had yeah. a solo show, I think, yeah. recently, last summer. 
Yeah, um, I'm, I'm showing last spring. I'm hmm? showing. I'm showing with her at Copro in October. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah she's, be... she's amazing. I listened to her podcast episode with you. Yeah, she just, her oil amazing. painting. Like, oh, you're you're just another level. I know it kills me. <laughs> but you, you have to you have to take into account too. She paints all the time. Her discipline is so there. The yeah. course of her art is so good because, like, she's so attentive to it. That's what it takes. You know, it, it, it's what it takes. It takes yeah. that kind of obsession and 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 repetition you know yeah he's definitely kicking ass and uh yeah and then she, my friend michelle also you know velvet mush no she's another like kind of she her paintings are amazing you should look her up she's a watercolorist um velvet she falls mush. into the dark dark art i think Whoa. but um she's also shown there and i don't know if she's shown at copper but i know she showed at dark arts but she's a philly person too I kind of, when I was in the Philly crowd, I more so went to shows that all of my friends were in, mm -hmm. but I never really showed. Uh, oh, yeah, I, she's I, great. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Really good. Um, I'm sorry. But yeah, I have really no real gallery experience, to be honest. I would love it if someone was like, let's do a thing. Um, right. But only if they would be cool with large scale, because I don't really see the point in some of my smaller stuff in galleries. And also because yeah. I sell everything myself, I'm like, eh. yeah, yeah, that's I know that I know from experience that generally, you know, galleries, they want larger pieces so they could sell them for more, especially if your prices are not super high. Exactly. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm I'm very cheap. I'm a very cheap artist. <laughs> very expensive. So that's how I started I off very cheap. Yeah, I just yeah, I don't have that. Um, I don't. It doesn't. Yeah, I'm not offended either by it. I just to split a fifty percent commission with me is just not worth it unless someone yeah. wanted to do like a huge show where they're like, do you want to put in twenty eight and a half by elevens or nine by twelve right. drawings? Like maybe, yeah. but. You know that. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I remember Gary telling me about. You know, Naoto Hattori. No. He's a Japanese artist. Really cool. Just super tight, small, five by okay. seven. You know, like small pieces generally. Yeah. And um, I remember. Uh, hopefully, this is okay to talk. Yeah, it was 10, 15 years ago. He was talking about how he did thirty five by sevens, I think, and sold them for like a grand a piece. Wow. And it was like $30,000 sold out show. I mean, that's, that's pretty good, insane. you know? So it's, it's kind of a, a, a smaller art sells easier is the thing. It's just hard to charge more for it. Well, people have small houses, people's yeah. houses are smaller and smaller. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the tattoo craze for my generation is a big result of the fact that none of my millennial friends can own homes. Right. Like, why, why would you buy any art to haul around? Like, I've bought right. so stuff from friends and whatever. And I'm like, I just have to hope it doesn't get destroyed every time I move. Right. And that that brings us back to the NFT, another benefit of NFTs. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. Like, I wish I could have a mansion full of the, my friends and favorite art because I love art. Mm -hmm. And I wish that more galleries showed of i mean the galleries are great I, I really do love going to gallery openings and stuff but the covid world has made it yeah. for me 
I'm, I'm more awkward about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also Mortal Machine here in New Orleans. I showed with, but only one show, and it kind of brought me here. Uh, and Mortal Machine's pretty rad too. They, I've never heard they of have, them. Yeah, they're a cool gallery here. Um, That's cool. They're a very fast paced, very fast paced gallery because they're in the French Quarter, which I don't know if you've ever been to New Orleans, but no. New Orleans, it's bananas here. I've, I've heard that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's very wild. Uh, I'm not that wild. So I don't, it doesn't suit me necessarily, but right. it is definitely worth experiencing. It's not something I would want to experience like during COVID though. So I'm never out, which is a big reason why I don't go out is just COVID. But right. anyway, yeah, they, they're in the French Quarter. So there's a lot of turnover and a lot of. Oh, they got a lot of, a lot of great artists show there. Yeah, they're really, they're really cool. And then huh. they're they like two shows a month or something. Like wow. they really. They have a lot going on because, like I said, where they are is so fast paced that uh, it it kind of calls for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they're pretty. Rough. I think my kid was just in New Orleans because he's drumming for the English Beat. Oh, that's cool. the English Beat. Yeah, he's on tour with them right now. Yeah, I mean, New Orleans is a great place for live music. Yeah, everyone, everyone who I know who's gone there says it's crazy. <laughs> yeah it's crazy yeah it's also beautiful and it's bizarre and there's nowhere else like it yeah yeah so it's definitely unique i've been many places i've lived in sweden really Um, yeah i've been i've been a lot of places and out of all of them like new orleans is definitely the most like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) uh so i mean that's cool yeah yeah (laughs) it's kind of cool yeah so Uh, uh yeah, I mean, again, you know, not to bring, I hate to bring the NFT thing back, but no. this, but it's like, it's so kind of perfect for you. It seems like with your, your current lifestyle uh, and uh, it's just like, there's so much more opportunity there for artists to stand out. And, you know, especially someone with a really strong point of view, like yourself, it's like, it's, there's more opportunities than, yeah. than the traditional fine art world i keep i i you know i hate to be like that guy no, that it's... keeps talking about him but it's like i keep telling artists it's like i know because i've known people who have struggled for years to get a foothold that are they're mm-hmm. really good but they just it's yeah. hard to get in the gallery scene or yeah, even it... get a name for yourself online just selling yourself it's hard it's super hard and like i feel like i was trying to say too with the instagram i've been on instagram for the duration of my uh you know, time as a, as a full-time artist has been selling through my own website that I navigate mm-hmm. through Instagram. And uh, it's gotten a little, like, really oversaturated. And yeah. um, the reach is really bad. And as someone who gets shadow banned and censored and removed and threatened their, threatens their account all the time, like, I really have, like, like the, my reach is, like, really horrible um, now over there. And you really see that there's this sense of control that Instagram world seems to be gravitating towards these like, I don't know, themes that everyone's kind of following trends, everyone's trying to kind of follow. And it feels like I was saying, it feels more saturated, it feels very like manipulated. And, mm-hmm. and I understand people are just like, people need to make money. So of course they're gonna like follow suit because everyone's desperate. I totally, right. you know, I was like, you can't really blame people for, for needing some additional funds so yeah but for me like i i don't have it in me to like you know i'm not gonna like 
do the ladies dance craze yeah i'm not gonna add nathan i'm not gonna add cowboy hats it's not me like it's cool (laughs) that you do that i'm not gonna do that right Uh, you know and again coming from like you were saying like i'm you know i have a big point of view i'm kind of a a bold person my personality is very like hit or miss if people like it or not um which i don't know what's fine on Instagram now, it feels like be, being innovative is almost like not, especially someone like me that's expressing sexuality from a female or even like more gender fluid standpoint. Mm. It's much more challenged there because the the rhetoric has shifted, even though it's becoming really common to kind of fight the male gaze of sexuality. It's still not being done necessarily in the sense that I'm doing it. It still right. feels very... Um, kind of like in a box like people are like well fine I'll go in this box even though it's a different box than we're used to it's still a box right uh and uh I feel like on the Twitter front you know it's like you can navigate it to kind of find yourself a little bit more there's a little more innovative nature happening through the NFT world people are kind of doing their own thing and it's it feels a little more pure but Mm -hmm. then of course you if you're just looking at it from the surface level it's going to look just as kind of boring and saturated as anything you have to dig a little i know that's anything worth like looking at is you have to dig yeah yeah that's that's another thing i i always say it's like it's it's frustrating because you have to you have to get in there and become part of the community in a way at least follow and 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 talk to these people to get a sense of what it's really like in there and it's like it's like a whole other world it's totally different yeah, and coming, I'm, I'm my my work sometimes is uh, I'm uh, I'm not someone who is personally like gender non-binary, but it comes also a little bit like I was saying, like a gender, like being kind of gender fluid or embracing uh, feminine, masculine, and you know genderless identities kind of like follow suit in in the work I'm making because again, I'm it's like. And this isn't necessarily what you're saying, but a lot of people's reactions to NFTs are also like, well, it's only tech bros and guys. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You're like the opposite of a tech bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always joke, like, I'm like, I have, I'm like, I, I bought a pair of Nikes and I do it, I can do crypto. I'm, like, I'm a tech bro. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if that's what I was trying to say. Is, uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like for me, in this moment, it's kind of funny talking to you. You're like, well, galleries and NFTs. And I'm like thinking like, I don't even know what I'm doing really right now. Like I really <laughs> want to get into animating, which is cool with the yeah. NFT world. Oh yeah. That, imagine your stuff animated. That would be awesome. I think that, I think it would be cool. And, um, and you know, Nathan and I like to, especially Nathan likes to fiddle around with music. So it'd be cool to like yeah. add music to the NFTs and it's so exciting. That's what I keep telling people too. It's like yeah. artistically, it's so creatively uh, stimulating and yeah. with all the potential of all the things you can do. It's yeah. I mean, people don't even realize that you can use like physical art um, as NFTs. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they don't know. They don't know anything about it. They don't know anything about it. People, <laughs> people are there and they're going to figure out more about it. And, yeah. And what. But yeah, coming from from with me, I've just gotten nothing but support in the NFT Twitter world. Right. From the people. The people are so sweet and they're like, this is shocking, but that's okay. Yeah. That's such a big part of it is the community. 
yeah. another thing that never gets mentioned in these negative articles, never, yeah. ever do they say how amazing the community and how helpful and supportive. And, yeah. you know, some people buy the work because they just want to support the artist. You know, there's like, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's well, amazing. What's cool about the Twitter spaces is you actually get to physically talk to people, which is so much more stimulating than just, you know, I'm sure if you were having that debate or argument you were having on Facebook. Oh yeah. Like, it would be it a whole be different, completely different. Definitely. Definitely. It, it probably wouldn't have felt as, as hostile. It would have probably like, been a little bit more, uh, you would both been able to understand each other. Definitely. Better. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way better way of communicating than yeah. posting comments. People, people might see my work and be like, Whoa, but a lot of times people who know me, uh, I feel like it's kind of like a package deal almost like you kind of have to know me to know my right. art to get where I'm coming from. Right. Like, not just like, let's shove a dick in it. It's like, a, mm. it's much more thoughtful than that. Even if I don't necessarily have a plan or a reason necessarily behind it. Like I kind of, you know, I'm sure you do this too. Like you're like, Oh, I finished a piece. Let's make up a reason why I did this. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the fun. The the to me, that's kind of the fun of of uh, creating from your subconscious is that. Um, to me, it's not so much let's make up why I did it as much as yeah. figure out why I did it. Yeah, you exactly. know what I mean? And trace it because you can trace elements like you're saying. Your your brother was saying, "Oh, I could see the influence of these animated, you know, shows and stuff like this." yeah it's, it's interesting and fun and, it, and it's it's actually a really um cool way of of you know self-reflecting and understanding yourself by kind of figuring your art artwork out it's so pure it's such a like insider's guide to your brain yeah that we, you know we don't get to look in there so this I is know. A, this is such a pure way which is why i find it so sad when even if i ever feel influenced it's like Oh, I should probably be doing something like that. It's like, no, <laughs> do whatever you want to do because right. this is, you're the only person, like even the listening like to this right now. And if they don't necessarily find themselves to be an artist, the thing is, is anything you do, if you do it authentically and from your own brain and like you just have fun, is only unique to you. You're the only one that can make that. 100%. And it's beautiful. Everyone is an artist. Right. Everyone can do this. Yep. It's not. I'm like and that's where like I don't think art school for me really would play a, a role because I don't necessarily personally believe that you have to be technically talented to be talented right uh, you can have you can have it both ways if you're lucky you can have both if you're if you're driven and you know disciplined you can learn how to have both or at least the, the technical side of things but you really only you can like hone in, like you're saying, like meditating. I feel like I do meditate when I'm purely creating. Yeah, yeah. It's, That's like a, a, it's, it's a, a meditative lot. state for sure, creating yeah. artwork. I just wish everyone would just make art. <laughs> Well, that's another thing about the, the yeah, I, the world would be a better place that that this was brought up. I don't know. on one of the podcasts. I don't remember which one talking about NFTs, of course, but someone was mentioning how uh, I think it was Exulo. He was mentioning. Oh, yeah, it was Exulo. He was talking about how one of his collectors. Was so inspired by collecting his work that he started creating artwork himself and making NFTs and like just because he because as a fun uh 
you know, satisfying thing to do with your life, something mm-hmm. enri- an enriching thing you could have an added little enrichment you could have in your life is creating artwork, you know? Yeah. And art, the art world, I feel like you can never have too many, you can never have too many good movies. You can never have no. too many paintings. Like you're not gonna, you know, come in yeah. on my or I'm not going to feel threatened. It's just right. like, because uh, I, I mean, personally, like I love thousands of different art, pe- art pieces. Like I, I couldn't yeah. just pick one that's like, this is my favorite. It's like, no, I like so many different styles and interpretations that uh, I just wish more people felt inspired. And anytime anyone ever says that to me, because it does happen a lot, people say like, you've really inspired me to, you know, draw or really inspired me to feel more comfortable with X, Y, and Z. It's like, God, that is worth so much more than like any dollar amount I've ever made on yeah. piece. Like I would just, I'm just here doing my stupid thing. And if you see it and feel anything like that is so enriching to me, even if you look at it and you're like fucking gross, what is wrong with this person? Like that's a reaction. And I want you to have it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not offended by anyone's interpretation or reactions to, to the work I make, which I think comes also from, I don't really take myself that seriously, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of part of the charm of the work I do, not to, you know, say that in such a, but I don't really take myself that seriously. And I am a little self-conscious, but I think that's okay to be like, take away the ego from the art in a sense, and just be really vulnerable in that. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to stop. I don't really know <laughs> what I'm doing right now necessarily. <laughs> I'm oil painting, I'm doing NFTs, those are animating, those are kind of like my main focuses, but you're being an yeah. artist. Yeah, I mean, I like really want to make clothing too and just, you know, I would just do all of it. Why yeah. not? You're only living on this life once, you might as well make some weird shit happen. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's uh it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, it, and, uh, the last time I'll, I'll, we'll wrap it up. Cause, uh, cause it's getting, uh, we're at over an hour and a half, I think, but, um, uh, and I won't mention NFTs anymore, but I will <laughs> say this one last thing is, uh, <laughs> it, it's, you know, as a support mechanism for artists such as yourself, it's kind of perfect, you know, as a, as a, as, it's just it just there's so many artists i meet where it's like and ones that haven't done it yet and i'm like dude you have no idea there's this thing sitting here this could be supporting you know because like i said a lot of artists don't have for whatever reason they're they're not making it in the gallery scene for a number of reasons there's a lot of different reasons some people like like to do all these different styles some people have the don't like to you know can't deal with dealing with people there's all kinds of reasons but their artwork is good and it's like you know and or like the guy the exulos guy who was like he can make a a piece of art and put it on the blockchain and it's like cool for him you know as a guy who's not an artist and that's like isn't that amazing yeah i mean that's like it's great it's so good for humanity in a sense like i know the 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 nft crypto world is more male male uh not kind of male dominated yeah, which is fine. It is, it is. um but you know people don't realize too that the patriarchy exists it's not like every man it's there's like a collection of people controlling what 
you can and can't see, which is what so drives me crazy about like censorship stuff is it's like, for me personally, I, people have, de- I have demand. People want to see my work mm-hmm. that's touching to me. Um, but things, you know, social media platforms like Twitter are now suggesting that like, you can't see this. Right. They're, yeah. And they're, they're basically telling people what they can and can't enjoy and like, and, uh, that kind of follows suit too with like what you're saying in the NFT world, the potential and the possibilities are so much greater. Uh, and you also get to kind of curate and pick and discover and support organically almost. It's, it's, it's not going to be yeah. like this because it's, you know, it always is developing and people, like I said, Changing, like yeah. change and there's going to be ways that we're going to muck it up, but you know, coming from, like the, the the male gaze of things and the work that I do, I think it's it's just like a, a fascinating a fascinating world that uh, I, I had something <laughs> to say about. <laughs> well, I, w- I was going to say just you're, you know the the idea of you having the issue of getting censored. It's like where else could you go except the blockchain? Honestly, at this point, it's like OnlyFans, Pornhub. I yeah, mean, I have- that's. I have a Patreon so that it's like people wanted to see. I'm going to get more into having a newsletter. But that's, yeah, but that's, I have a Patreon too. And it's like, they're hard to get people to pay a dollar. A, a month, dollar. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's yeah. so, so just, you know, you know, as, as an artist who's doing um, uh, controversial work that gets, that gets banned sometimes it's like, okay, the yeah. blockchain's here. This is the place for, it's perfect for you in that way. You know, it's like, you always will have that. Um, they'd need to put the Twitter like platforms on there though, so that you still can't get, you know, yeah. blocked from telling people that you have work on the blockchain is the problem. You know, well, we're a very interesting country. We have a lot of hypocrisies, a lot of loopholes being made all the time. It's kind of just in, in the, the, you know, I'm a blood red American full of yeah. hypocrisy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just comes with, it just comes with the territory, Yeah, but it's, you know, like what that person was saying that you said was interpreting the work, you know, sure. You have people like the Kardashians who are portrayed and, and following suit on this very like male centered idea of sexuality, beauty, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, what, what they expect that of course you know then you know they're getting famous from sex tapes and explicit content and you know whatever and the thing is is that they should be able to they should be able to do whatever they want right that's not the issue the issue is then they turn around and look at someone like me who's right. expressing their own femininity their own like i was saying like i do push boundaries with gender like fluidity i'm not like i identify as a, as a woman but i definitely embrace and think that the that destroying some of the gender norms that we have in our society is really crucial to to forming a a more socially aware conscious Mm -hmm. society and uh there's a lot of pushback with that because it's all suit on their male gaze like we have a lot of these trans bills being placed and all these like states it's insane it's disgusting it's terrifying yeah it's 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 horrible it's and it's like it's it's just, you know, at, at my age, you're just like, it's just, so, there's so much stupidity. Yeah. You know, it's been going on for, for, you know, I started paying attention in the eighties when I was like a young 
when I was like a teenager or, and it's just right. like, it's just been getting worse and worse in that, in that way, that stupidity kind of like things that don't make sense that are just unfair and stupid. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's such a mess, but yeah, I agree well, with it, you. I agree with you. I, it comes from a place of people feeling like their power and authority is being threatened, which is kind of where right. I was getting at right. when you And it probably like, is, which yeah. is why, you know, it really is because it's changed. People's attitudes about these things are changing. So they're, they're like, people are becoming open-minded yeah. and that terrifies, you know, Christians. And mm-hmm. this terrifies this, you know, old, you know, mentality. And you also can't really fault some of these horrible, horrible people for feeling the way they do as they've been conditioned, brainwashed in their own societies yeah. on those values, which True. is why it's so important now that we just not censor, like even, even censoring like the most horrible things. Uh, I don't believe in censors, censorship in any way, unless it's like personally attacking someone and harming them. Right. I don't, I don't think like, if you see something that's so horrible, we should have the social consciousness to not engage. And I think that should be our own form of punishment to just, right. to just like that away, just gives more power to someone else who just doesn't agree with like me and the work that I do. They're like, well, I don't agree with this. Why aren't you allow you're allowing this. And so it's like, now I'm aligned with, I'm aligned with like terrorism and some of the worst things. Right. It's like, it's all just lumped in because you have to, basically appeal to everyone who is going to be offended by anything and when you get to that kind of place where you're censoring absolutely everything because you're trying to be yeah. so what is that yeah that's what, what, what is that where does that it's un- yeah it's unsustainable for one thing it's like you can't the art that you do or or you know like demonic strange monsters could be put oh. into a category of like 100%. demonic anti-christian and yep. they could be censoring you totally. and skulls like the the wording that they use when they censored me was like you know you can't have violence or you know uh i can't remember but it was something along the line of like death or anything it's yeah like, that takes away skulls that takes away like you're talking about like the occult yeah this this backlash uh is just gonna get bigger if we're not paying more attention yeah like i saying, people are being these these authorities are feeling threatened because they don't have control over it and that's where we want them right right <laughs> we want them to feel threatened of course they're going to try everything they might to, to keep us from doing it but we just have to keep being resilient which is why it's so sad that so many artists are against this crypto thing it's like i feel like they they're being brainwashed by the very same people who are also like decentralizing their viewpoints right. on everything that they do and it's scary. It's it's a scary place to not have your own viewpoints and your own opinions and interests. Uh, but that's all I really have to say on that. I mean, and it could be partially my rebellious nature to identify in my own way of my my own way of being a a, a girl in this world is mm-hmm. like I don't I don't do anything for any guy. I don't do anything right. like purely my own self for me. And the art's the same. Like I'm not doing anything for anyone else, right? Which is not a very uh, inherent female trait. Like female traits are much more centered towards giving. Yeah, and, yeah. And into into a uh, something that we've been conditioned to think that we should be giving. Yeah, to dudes. To dudes, and 
again, like I'm not, I'm not anti-dude. I yeah, hate right, right. the mentality of like all men are pigs. I know, I know, I know. It's like, that's the thing. It's like, it's so fucked up now because it's like, it's, it really is like, it's just, it's descending into chaos everywhere. Everything is falling apart. Well, the and, same people who are saying fuck all men are the same people who are saying fuck NFTs. You're like, Wait. yeah, I know. I, exactly. It's like, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. And it's like, it's, it's so, everything's so mixed up. There's really no, yeah, yeah. And it's all, it's, it's, I, I've just come to the conclusion that it's going to keep getting more and more chaotic. I don't think it's a bad thing either. I think it's like a natural thing that yeah. is part of the process of things, go, humanity going the way it's going to go. And, um, it's like an ecosystem that's burning itself up or like a forest. Right. Because it's overpopulated or because it's got something out of balance. So it's going to correct. And, you and know, it's going to rebirth. Yeah. And, it's going to be and, painful. And, mm-hmm. but, but, but it, it's natural. Everything's natural that happens. Everything yeah. that exists, even toxic waste is coming ultimately from nature in this weird yeah. roundabout way through i mean this, these tornadoes tornado alley is shifting and now i'm in i'm in the, the crossfires of tornadoes on top of hurricanes and flooding and right it's, you know there's there's termite swarms here too you know oh my god no <laughs> it sounds terrible yeah, like if there's there's a certain time of year where if you have like any crack open in your door or window or something like just termites are just gonna like boom, oh right my god and just be disgusting uh oh yeah this is it's wild and there's alligators you can't like go in the water it's it's crazy yeah it's it's crazy it's cool like i feel like for in some ways i should be taking it in and being like this is really an inspiring place because i love clearly i love like hostile and ecosystems (laughs) and environments because i like put them in my art a lot but uh yeah i don't know oh i was just saying like you know that you can't fault a tornado because that's nature probably trying to just be like get the fuck out of here yeah. <laughs> you guys are I, screwing everything up yeah yeah i i was just uh gonna my the point i was making was like uh i've sort of come to the conclusion that everything is so chaotic and it's going to be more chaotic that you can't navigate it through traditional methods which would be like having stability and you can know that like if you do this you're going to get that and if you do that you're going to so you can kind of navigate the world because it's relatively stable it's so unstable now that that i think the the only way to adapt to it is to become more intuitive and to try and which is you know goes into the the why meditation is also uh, even more important now is because you kind of are it allows you to get in touch with your your intuition about things because there's no other if you've got nothing to hold on to and no way to you're not prepared for anything because it's all so weird and crazy it's mm-hmm. like all you really have is your kind of this inner instinct or intuition is the only way i could put it just sort of like an inner yeah. You know, the inner voice that tells you your creative impulse or whatever you want to call it, you know? Yeah. And I, I think too, that exact concept, I like to play in with the work too, when things are coming out of, you know, snakes are coming out of things or there's multiple heads forming mm-hmm. and it, it's in that similar vein of like what you're saying. There's so much in us yeah, that we either ignore 
or totally. you know maybe, maybe we embrace we don't embrace it in a very positive uh ex- like very uh helpful way right and i think that just plays a big part too in in who i am and the work i try and and the work i make is like we're we're muffling our individuality right uh to you know form into this cookie cutter existence that still very much exists even now being alternative there's a cookie cutter way I know. Of <laughs> being alternative i know i know it's so it's, there's no it's there's no way out of it it's like there's it's like there's there's no it's, it's it always does this yeah it's like God, the I, was only- at, I was at whole foods recently and i was like i feel like i was just like freaking out i was like who are these people? Did they just like read a magazine article on how to be cool? Like, what is happening? <laughs> Maybe I'm just a total bitch, but like, shit. I was like, who are you? You look like so silly. I don't know what you're trying to do. And that's like, okay, well, who am I? I think I'm so cool, but you know, it's just well, that's, what, that's happening. But that's the that's the 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 thing is uh, that's what bothers me. Uh, you know, because I'm like a liberal type of person i'm more you know i'm li- kind of liberal so you just I'm see a <laughs> well they probably call me a shit lib now is, 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 what is that that's a, like a term they call people that are not far left enough but are liberal so it's like if you don't if you don't follow the party line then you're a shit lib i think i don't know i'm like out of touch so i'm kind of out of touch but um more in uh, touch with me i there was a new term <laughs> it's probably come and gone already by by this right. point but i uh, still thought i was a libtard yeah i guess what bothers me is is that's what bothers me though is seeing everybody parroting the same talking points on either side and it's like i like the the truth is is people are unique and people have different views than everybody else yeah. and some things line up and some things don't and it's cool that's the good thing and um i it just it irritates me to just hear it's like it's like people aren't thinking and they're not being themselves is what it feels like to me they're not being authentic they're being just like following they're following the party line it's like i agree with all kinds of you know i agree with a lot of stuff that's really far left but some of it i don't you know it's just like yeah. because i'm not that way i'm unique just like you it's like everybody's got but to just like automatically follow it because that's the way it is either way i find really irritating and and uh, well that's the fear of cancel culture is that we've we've designed a new rhetoric for what is and isn't deemably cancel culture worthy you know so it's like if you say this one thing well then you're clearly problematic it's like whoa well what if we create a dialogue or something right. let's talk or... about it <laughs> it's okay you know it's 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 a social media phenomenon i think is what's caused this like black and white no discussion you know? yeah and it, it does it does again it kind of like puts a shadow over the truly heinous truly at fault right. uh you know players in this horrible terrifying game we're playing that uh we're just like pointing at each other so you have people on the liberal side of thinking yelling at other people who have liberal sides of views 
And they're like, yeah. well, you're the problem clearly because your liberalism <laughs> isn't this liberalism. It's like, well, wait a minute. You have this whole other side of things that's, and I wouldn't even go as far as to say that any of us small potatoes are doing any harm at all. People who like Trump, they're not doing anything. They're just dumb. Right. People that Trump did something wrong, you right. know? So be mad at him, be mad at like the administration that formed under him and is still like controlling. Or yeah, yeah. Or even you can say the the whole, you know, system that let these people down and took their jobs away and sent them, sent them away. And so, you know, they're angry because they don't have jobs anymore. And, you know, of course there's drugs in the community, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, you know, you, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I, I hear what I, you're saying. I did, like get that broad, but yeah, I, I was more so just meaning like we just are pointing the fingers at one another and screaming as opposed to finding like common ground. Yeah. Uh, and it's just very distancing, which is a big part too, why I'm having a hard time. I feel like I'm having a hard time forming friendships as yeah. an adult is, is a lot to do with. I'm just like, I can't. I'm exhausted with this concept of following whatever rule, like right. rubric supposed to be following. Like, I don't know what the fuck. And I'm not going to just like have you shove something in my face and be like, believe this. Right. I'm, like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I need a reason for it. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I have people always, when I get censored or anything, they're like, well, what did you expect? Right. And I'm like, <laughs> to not be well, censored <laughs> i was expecting maybe a little more sympathy from you for starters um, right. <laughs> but yeah i'm like well you're just coming from you're just like shrugging like well what'd you expect this is just because you're not following the rules it's right. like well, what, what rules are there right what, this isn't illegal i'm not doing anything illegal right. yeah right I'm, yeah so I, I don't know it's it's the internet is I feel like the internet is doing a, a uh, forest fire type thing right now. We kind of have a flame mm. of birth and sometime soon, I hope that it just becomes ash and it's reborn and more people like follow suit with the NFTs. I'm really hopeful that an NFT platform will actually adopt more of a social media type system so that, yeah, you know, I don't even have to, you know, try and be really interesting and cool as a person i can just be like here's the art i post because that the whole social like the whole personality aspect of social media is really the exhausting part yeah 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 but i think object is kind of trying to do that they have a follow like feature or i think they have a follow feature they don't have a like feature yeah i don't know why they don't have like a a, a chatting it seems like that would be such a huge thing to be able to like talk directly on the platforms but i'm sure it's coming it's got to be coming. coming yeah it's it's got to be coming i'm actually uh i i was gonna say that whenever this podcast episode drops i don't know how you do that but i was gonna mint on foundation the same day oh cool that'll be wednesday uh, okay so then i'll do i was gonna have my genesis piece i don't know if that would be okay oh but, for sure yeah right, coordinate that a little try well, and, now you know, we're, we're announcing it now and yeah, so right. I'm like, I hope that's okay. We're live. <laughs> no, it's um, cool. It's like we're announcing it. So people, when they listen, they'll hear it hopefully on Wednesday. And then you'll have your first piece drop, your Genesis on, on foundation. On ETH. Yeah. Oh, my uh, first ETH, oh cool. ETH. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be through a foundation. Excellent. Um, 
but I was like, well, that sounds like a good opportunity, I guess. To Absolutely. Like, take a day. I guess I could do that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited and shit. I don't know. Oh, that's cool. I, I, yeah. I'm just, honestly, it's like whatever keeps me, keep keeps me buying oven pizzas and I get to sit and watch stupid movies on my VHS player. I'm like, <laughs> I'm boring. I mean, I'm extroverted in a way, but uh, maybe I'm not anymore. I don't know what extrovert means. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we have a different, different definitions of extrovert. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when do, I need the kids to come up with this new term because clearly I'm not, I don't like like going to parties and stuff. Yeah, you're you're some kind of strange combination. I'm a mutant. I think yeah. every I, I love I love that. I, I guess that's another thing. If I wanted to add to my art, if you're curious, hmm. uh, before we wrap this up, I I kind of am into mutations, uh, cross pollination, uh, cross interbreeding. Obviously, like not in a gross furry kind of way, but. Yeah. Uh, in like a it's interesting like i have like flowers having sex with women and like creating i don't know i don't know it doesn't make sense but it kind of falls into this line of uh pollution in my head mm. where it comes from is this we're just like destroying this planet so vigorously that uh it's going mm. to inevitably find a way to combat what we've done to it and sometimes it kind of comes out in a form for that for me is I mean I don't think it's intentional but I do definitely find that interesting to me what the world is going to be like once humans are kind of gone right yeah um well I mean humans are here but we've you know mutated so much or we've evolved so much to it's unrecognizable our society or i don't know x y you're talking my you're talking my language i mean this is because <laughs> kind of what i paint all the time it's like yeah mutant mutants you know that's what they 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 are these these characters so i'm i'm with you there <laughs> yeah i think it's cool or like you know like other planets what they probably have there's no way there's not a planet out there that has a similar feel and picture to what we have but it's completely different. Uh, uh, yeah, if, if space is infinite, then there's got to be. There's got to be, be. There's got to be everything somehow. Yeah. If it's that big, there's got to be yeah. every possibility. And I know it's basic bitch of me, but that movie Fantastic Planet, I just love. Uh, for anyone, oh yeah, it, yeah, that French, yeah, French yeah. yeah, yeah. I could see. I could totally see that. <laughs> I could see yeah. that. That is an influence for sure. Yeah, I saw that for the first time when I was a teenager and I didn't really think much about it because I don't watch it that often, but I definitely, uh, I feel like I watched it recently. I was like, oh, I feel like I was definitely in in inspired yeah. by it. It's funny. I wouldn't think, I would, it wouldn't occur to me until you, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, I can see that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So like, I have a TV that's like, you know, 12 by 12 inches. Uh, it has a built-in VCR and I collect VHS tapes. So like, oh, wow. I pretty much just rewatched Coen Brothers movies or Alien and The Thing and The Fly Those are or like ones. Absolutely Fabulous, Harold and Maude. I feel like all Hi, of Harold Maude's great. awkwardly plays a role into what I do. We, I'm obsessed with like old David Attenborough, docu like nature mm. documentaries. Mm -hmm. uh, so I kind of uh, feel like all of that sort of plays a small role in- yeah. I mean, the thing definitely, the thing is just like 
so cool. Any good practical effect, I'm like, oh God, it's so good. Yeah, I know. Those were the days back when you could make a movie like that. Yeah, exactly. All practical. Now it's, I don't even see new movies now. I didn't even see the new movie. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. I haven't watch watched it. it. I haven't watched it yet just because I haven't had time to sit and focus on it. I, I want to give it a shot. It got good, really good reviews. Yeah, I, I'm probably still not going to watch it, but <laughs> I mean, my, my TV is this big, so it's yeah, like, right. <laughs> you better wait until you get a bigger lost, TV. It gets lost on me. I could figure I was such a brat even about the new Dark Dark Crystal movie or TV shows. Like, even though a lot of it was practical effects, and I love that they paid artists to do that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to watch the movie on repeat why would i watch this show <laughs> <laughs> i actually never watched it i forgot to watch it because i was a big dark crystal fan and i i had a chance i was gonna work on it they wanted me to work on it but i i uh i, I had to at that i had to choose my own i didn't i couldn't do it I yeah do it so but yeah it looks amazing yeah, it's really beautiful. I feel like if I had children or something, right. I would definitely put that on for them. I should watch. I wonder if the, my granddaughters have seen it. They probably did. They probably love it. It is really beautiful. The sad part is, though, it's if you've seen the movie, you know that all the Gelflings die. Right. Yeah. And the whole show is about the Gelflings. But the Skeksis are always cool. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, most of it is practical effects. So that's pretty rare. Yeah, yeah, I know a bunch of people have worked on it, so I'm yeah, sure it's I'm amazing. Sure. But yeah, I'm a big uh, practical effects a fan, big Lord of the Rings person. I will watch that shit on repeat, even though that's CG. I feel like there was a certain moment CG was good. It can be good that you can do it. You could, you know, I always say Pan's Labyrinth is a really great mixture of the two. Yeah. With the uh, Pan character with his feet, you know, the yeah. weird feet. It's like you can use CG and it'll work just fine. It's just when they when they choose it over practical and practical is gone. It's like it's just not the smart way to do it. No. If you know what it is, it's because they 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 want to change their mind. The producers and stuff they want to change their mind at the last minute, and so they can make changes digitally easily, more easily than stuff that's been shot that's practical. I think. Gotcha. You know, but well. They got to know that it doesn't look very good. Yeah, I know. I'm, no, nobody likes it. <laughs> I understand why they I'll, do it. It's like everyone complains about it. Of, I watched Rain of Fire the other night. You seen that? No. It's with uh, Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey. It's a dragon movie. Is it new? Or Made old? 2002. Oh. So no, it's actually, it. I was, I put it on expecting like, to just laugh my ass off and watching a really bad movie, mm. kind of like Dragon Heart or something. You're just like, oh, this is bad. But it was actually pretty, pretty good. The practical effects mixed in with the the dragon effects were, were pretty, pretty all right. I mean, I'm not gonna don't watch it really. It's not like <laughs> good movie. I was just if you had seen it, it was a, I was pleasantly surprised by its um quality of movie, but huh. I don't know. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just something I did. Talking, talking movies, talking yeah, about I mean, effects. Talk, a whole other podcast, honestly. I could talk weird, funny movies forever. Oh uh, yeah, I've, I've, it's funny. That's the the best performing uh, podcast I've done. Is one where 
uh, they, Mike, my old co-host, Mike and I talk about bad movies that we love, like really oh bad my God, movies. An episode of the Dark Dark Arts. Yeah, Dark Arts Society. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So it's a really it. old one. I don't even remember what we talked about, but because I like bad movies, like bad horror movies, like really bad ones are great. I just saw one on YouTube the other day from the 60s, the late oh, 60s, yeah. called Ega, E-E-G-A-H, about like a caveman in okay. modern. It's so good. It's so bad. Oh, man. Just the opening sequence is amazing. So bad. It's like, all right. It's like 14 year old kid. It looks like a 14 year old boy shot it on 16 millimeter. Amazing. You'll love it. <laughs> if you like bad stuff. <laughs> I'll have to give that one a try. Have you, you seen Wolf, Wolf Cop? N- no, I haven't seen Wolf Cop. I don't know if it's necessarily a horror movie. It's pretty awful. Yeah. I like that. Cool. I just like bad, bad movies in general. Really bad. Yeah. But they can't be bad intentionally. They have to be where they were trying to make a good or trying to hit a certain level, but they just didn't get it. Yeah. They just couldn't do it. That's the, yeah. those are what I like. They tried with the whole Sharknado and it's like, yeah, it's the, the bong octopus versus the whatever. You're like, what the fuck are you? This is, <laughs> you are trying way too hard. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't do it for me if they're trying and they, and they are parodying it kind of, it's like, it's gotta yeah. be, someone that thinks they're making a good movie and it came out terrible those are those are the good ones well with wolf cop there's like if i'm if i'm remembering it correctly there's like a really awkward funny sex scene with the wolf cop and some babe i don't know (laughs) it's it's like practical effects in a sense maybe maybe don't watch it don't watch it viewers or listeners i don't know (laughs) thing i can't remember i don't watch too many bad horror movies um i like bad movies but i don't just exclusively watch horror movies yeah i've got a soft spot in my heart for bad horror movies but i'll watch any bad movie it i feel like for me a lot of unfortunately coming from like i'm a little sensitive to some of the like violence against women and some of the like old horror movies oh yeah yeah so like i'm i'll be like oh god you just ruined it (laughs) it was yeah right (laughs) and you like had to make this scene happen and it was unnecessary yeah, so I'm yeah. to make a like compilation of the best scenes of horror movies that are like, or just like movies that cut out all of the like weird rapey shit. Yeah, and just yeah. Be like, yeah. this is the, the revised. That's the kind of censorship. I'm like, I think that's okay. <laughs> I think that out of all of it, I think that that uh, sexual assault in in movies and uh, just never needs to happen. Hmm. I don't think so yeah i think that's unnecessary but that's from my own standpoint i guess i can't scream censorship and no censorship right like, that's the thing that. it's like the, you know as soon as you say that there's going to be someone that is like this is integral to the movie because yeah whatever you know i would agree that some i don't want to get too much into this but sometimes scenes can be i guess it's just the lack of, it's like you know not to say that it's ever tasteful but yeah there can be be elements of like belladonna of sadness is like a really really good movie Uh, it's another like 70s japanese animation Mm -hmm. uh and it's beautiful and it's just the imagery is really great but it has some explicit scenes and it i wasn't offended 
I was like, this sucks for her right? in the movie. But yeah, no, so I, maybe I take that back. There are elements. But again, that's another one if you haven't seen it. It's a really beautiful animation. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, and it's not like I'm not really a huge anime fan necessarily. I feel like I'm as much of an anime, but it's Japanese, but it's not anime. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like a, there's a lot of like watercolor Oh, cool. Visuals and it's just, yeah, it's just really beautiful. It's kind of similar in a way to that, uh, what is it, Princess Kaguya or something that came out recently that was a studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or if it was Miyazaki, it wasn't Ghibli and it was kind of like right. a more uh, watercolory illustrative animation, which was really beautiful. What's it called? I can't, I'm going to butcher the name. I'm so white, but it was like Princess Kaguya. No, no, the, the other one you're talking about. Oh, Belladonna of Sadness. Okay, Belladonna of Sadness. Yeah. Again, it, it's like, you know, trigger warning. It is, you know, but it it plays into the occult and like there's Satan and witchcraft shit. And it's it's cool. Mm, cool. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a really good movie, but. Uh, I'll check it yeah. out. Ad libs for, I don't know if. Uh, the tangent sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's okay no that's great hey, i'm the, just like blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> the longer the episodes are the better it is for people love the long episodes so i'm all about oh, yeah i mean i i love podcasts i'll just sit and listen uh all day so i mean your podcast is great i love all podcasts that like talk to artists and you get to like a little inside scoop yeah behind scenes in the sense of of people's brains and I think there's like a vulnerability too to, to this. You really get a funny um, window kind of into into the artists, especially yeah. like on your podcast if you're saying people feel comfortable. I forgot we were recording. So I mean, <laughs> there you go. I told you. You know, exactly. <laughs> I think it's a cool little snippet into it's not so manicured. You're not yeah, getting yeah. like. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Yeah, layout. I wouldn't have any interest in doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know with podcasts where it's fine if that's what you want to, but when they have yeah, like right. two manicured of questions, yeah, for you, I'm like oh, I don't. No, I'm all about the tangents and just the weird places the conversations go. I think that's why people like the podcast too, is because I've had I've, the one thing I hear more than anything else is like it sounds like I was just sitting in a room talking with you guys and listening while you guys were having a conversation which is the coolest compliment you know yeah so i just i want to keep it that way just keep it free-flowing and it's more real to get the you know get the real uh the real shit that way i mean that's so funny i wonder if you ever have like any interest in i don't even know and this kind of falls into the like twitter spaces world where it's like if you did like a dark arts society interview podcast-esque thing on the Twitter spaces where like other viewers or listeners could join in yeah. and ask questions and kind of be more involved. Uh, I definitely think that Twitter spaces seems a little bit more of the world of maybe this is what it is. It's like the extroverted internet human or something like people that want to engage and be a part of something and, and talk and ask like something or whatever. But I think Twitter spaces actually allows that. Yeah. Which, which is kind of cool. I mean, I personally never like to join spaces where it's just two people talking necessarily. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe I would. It's kind of like a podcast. But. Yeah. And then, you know, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good, you got You need like a base to start yeah. with and maybe he could have be inter- an interview that turns it into, you know, cause I, I just did one that was about marketing and it was like me and a collector and an interviewer, but then we let, you know, people talk and it was just a kind of a free for all and everyone was chatting. It was cool. You know? Yeah. So you kind of no, start. I love that. I yeah. love that. Twitter, Twitter's allowing too, like you're saying, there's a topic. People like you're saying marketing. Yeah. And people are learning a lot. When I was taken off of Twitter, my biggest bummer was because it was like threatening, like, don't even try and make another account because we'll just ban that one yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Nathan so was saying. It was like, well, my name is just dead, essentially. I, I was like, if I wanted to make a new account, I was going to have to do all this stuff and just pretend I wasn't me, basically. Yeah. And I was like, darn, I really... I'm going to miss the spaces and the people I've connected with through my spaces is going to be so hard to like navigate back through all of that. Yeah. So, Uh, so everybody listening, don't put anything slightly controversial on your banner or avatar or your profile picture, profile picture, everything else you can post all kinds of, I've seen so much horrible shit on there that I was shocked Uh, that you got or in your bio, any swear words, explicit content in, in even the bio? In, text, in the bio. Oh, even in text form. Okay. Yeah, even in text form. Yeah, that's a that's a good public service, so that never happens yeah. to anybody. Yeah, I guess it happens pretty common and pretty often to artists that do anything with drawings of boobs. Right. I've heard other artists. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you know, nipples. God forbid. Nipples and domestic terrorism, they're the same thing. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good point to end on. Um, that's, a, that's very quotable. Uh, well, thanks so much for coming on. It was really great talking to you. Uh, yeah. And I know everybody's going to love it. It's a great episode, another great episode. Um, so, I mean, tell people where they can find you. We'll, I'll put it in the text, but can you tell people where to find your work or? Yeah, what's... I'm on, uh, you know, Instagram and Twitter. I have a website, Um, And that's my name, Bronwyn Lorelei. Uh, and on Twitter, you could find my objects um, page where I sell my NFTs there. And like I said, I'll be minting to foundation on Wednesday. Um, yes at what time but at some time i will okay. do that and uh yeah i'm probably gonna yeah that's pretty much where you can where you can find me i have a patreon oh right your patreon too yeah i don't so, really i'm not too active on it if it's kind of more of as like you appreciate what i do on the other platforms and you understand that it's like work right it's like i have a two dollar tier and like a five dollar tier it's really not yeah that much like i offer sales or exclusive content or because or, 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 i do still have the censor uh on most plot like instagram and twitter so it's kind of a way and i'm shadow banned on twitter oh this is another thing i want to add sorry so if you're on twitter and you can't see my content it's probably because i've been flagged already for as a sensitive content creator oh. so you have to, like go into your settings on the laptop on like a computer on the desktop and change your settings to turn off whatever sensitive like oh. 
turned on. So like, if you have that turned on, you won't see me at all. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. And I'm so shadow banned that it's hard to actually look me up in the Twitter uh, search engine. I don't even know. Like someone was like, I totally found you because someone retweeted it. Like you don't come up in the search engine. That sucks. Well, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah. They really just are like, I swear someone, someone's really pissed off by me. <laughs> like someone doesn't like snakes coming out of girls' butts, I guess. I mean, you know, peaches and oranges. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I think that's mostly where you can uh, find anything that I do. Cool. So it's B-R-O-N-W-Y-N-L-O-R. I'm going to try to do it myself. R R L O R E. I'm sorry. I lost. E L E I. E L E I. Yeah. Lorelei. L O R E L E I. Yeah. Okay. Some people don't like to look in the text and they, and they, in the, uh, so they, if they're hearing it on the podcast, they can like look you up. That's why I wanted you to spell it. What's funny. I'll say this one more. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> It, so this is, these are my birth names. Um, Ron is my middle name. Uh, my mom like wanted it to be my, she would tell me growing up that fairies told her to name me this. <laughs> um, and I believed her. Uh, but Bronwyn means uh, like fair breasted. And Lorelai is like the sirens that call men to drown them. like sail. <laughs> So I also just kind of feel like I was, it was inevitable that I was going to make the art I do and be censored for titties on the internet. Right. My name means white titty destroyer of men. <laughs> That's even a better point to end on. Yeah, <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> Yeah, that's an unusual name. I was like, when we talked on Twitter Spaces, I was was I, I was like, is it Lorelai? Like some people put their first name last. Sometimes I've had people yeah. on the podcast like Sad and Vague. That one sculpt digital guy, he has his name is Vague Sadden, and it like so now I'm, when I hear an unusual name, I'm not sure what goes first. So that is an unusual name though. But that's a from a marketing standpoint, it's it's good to have an unusual name. I think it's gotten me far in life. Yeah, it's it's it makes you stand out. Yeah, because I needed help in that department. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's perfectly appropriate for you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for taking the time out and chatting. Thanks. It was super fun. And um, now you have to just say goodbye to the audience. That's goodbye, what... audience. Goodbye, audience.